0: Welcome to Cellmates, the podcast where we take two animated movies, compare, contrast, and generally throw a Venn diagram over them or put them in a Venn diagram or diagram them in a venular way uh most of these movies are disney
1: but uh not always they're
0: usually musicals
1: not always and they're usually good not always
0: today they are uh great
1: yeah i think both great
0: great uh it's very exciting uh sometimes uh they're uneven sometimes they're bad but i think they're just like great today there's
1: always a lot to talk about dick ward yes. no matter what
0: kate phillips as the co-host of cellmates podcast uh Wait, I am Dick Ward, you are Kate Phillips. Yep. As a co-host of Selma's Podcast, I am excited to talk about these two movies, but first I would like to talk about what we got in these glasses here.
1: Well, uh...
0: Can you hear it slushing around?
1: D- uh, no. No. So, I would like to uh, christen this drink, uh, the Holy Trinity.
0: The Holy Gulf. It's got
1: three ingredients Trace in it.
0: Trace trinity. Trace It's
1: Gulpes. got St. Germain. <laughs> why a did you french wait, 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 wait liquor?
0: nope nope why did you say it that way that's how it
1: would be pronounced in french it's, It should be like
0: saint germain
1: saint germain saint germain saint germain
0: saint germain
1: it's a product uh produit de so, france
0: i just okay i just I, i'm just gonna de detract france. i'm gonna detract right now recently kate and i went to detroit Détour- Michigan De toi, uh, si. and she would not stop Wait. saying uh,
1: Pointe Barc." Eh. yeah
0: she would not stop saying city names in French yeah uh, it's aux Barques sorry. sorry you you know what uh, we the, were
1: so close to Canada we're, yeah yeah they speak French
0: we weren't so close to French Canada we were close to English Canada that's true thank you so Saint Germain a product of France Please uh-huh. continue.
1: Um and it's a saint thing. Um we got mango hibiscus iced tea in this. Um both are popular ingredients in the country Egypt. Ooh. And uh, then we've got Jasmine and Rose gin because uh, we thought it would go well with this. Jasmine,
0: so we're doing Aladdin. Uh, I think we already did that though. And Rose, are we doing Return of the Beast?
1: Uh, No, we are not.
0: Hmm. So Egypt and France.
1: Egypt, France, and a third thing, so that I could call it a holy trinity. So
0: Egypt is, Mm -hmm. I, I think Egypt, I think like crocodiles or alligators you put oh. like a crocodile in oh, okay. like a french sort of situation and you've got like cajun
1: uh you could uh, but you what can. are what
0: are we really doing i'm sorry
1: <laughs> so saint germain and the holy trinity uh you're thinking like churches and religions and so today mm. we are traveling to france and egypt Shh. and and religious oh. heritages of is heritages the plural of heritage Her- Heret- mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, and we are talking about The Hunchback of Notre Dame mm. and The Prince of Egypt. That's correct. These are two of my uh, legit favorite animated movies and kind of favorite movies. Yeah. Um
0: I, I just want to make it clear to the fans that Notre Dame is correct, and that is the title of the movie. Uh-huh. That's not just Kate doing French. No. We are not watching the amazing 90s uh kind of boob comedy, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, where there's oh, no. like a hunchback that plays football at Notre Dame.
1: Uh,
0: we're not what we didn't watch that. Is that
1: real? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, you didn't watch Comedy Central as much as too I did. Bad. There were some. Did bad that come movies.
1: out after the Disney movie of like Haha. Oh, no. No, before. No, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. That's Ooh, all well, six months. You can watch end. that this afternoon, though.
1: Anyway, uh so the drinks suggest uh, some pairing rationale. Yeah, um, these are both movies that have some religious themes. That's right. Uh, one is plucked directly from the Bible. Hunchback. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Quasimodo. Uh, it's in. Uh, the, it's a chapter of the. It's in the apocryphal uh, tomes of yeah. the Bible. The, the I, book I, I, of Quasimodo. Like the
0: third. The third book. Yeah. Um, I, yeah.
1: And. Uh, Anyway, so Notre Dame is a cathedral in uh, France, and there are themes of religion and sanctuary and all of that in Hunchback. I
0: mean, the the main figures live or work in a church. In a church, yeah. Like, aside from Esmeralda, everyone works for the church or Or in a church or lives in a church. With
1: the church, Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of church. Uh, and then, of course, Prince of Egypt is the story of Moses mm-hmm. from the Old Testament mm. of the Bible,
0: or the Testament, d- depending. On your I guess it would have system. just
1: been called Testament at that point.
0: I—I I mean, it was before prob- there was a new one. I don't think they'd written it yet at no, that point. No, so they, they just had called it
1: uh, Life. They just called it Food. They I just think, called it over this... there.
0: Um, it was, what? It was a weird joke.
1: That was—I don't think that was a joke.
0: It, it was. Food. Yeah, like, uh, you know, you don't call Chinese food food. In China, you just call it food.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about a book.
0: I know. I went from A to D. Yep. Yeah.
1: Anyway. It's
0: funny to me.
1: So there are religious uh, themes in both these movies. They are both very serious. And one could yeah. argue, it is certainly based on certain scenes, they are not necessarily kids' movies. Yeah. Even though they were... More or less, well, to different degrees, marketed as such.
0: Yeah, I would argue that these movies are not like kids' movies, but they're not like adult movies. Like, right. It's I not
1: s- like the South Park movie or something, which yeah, like, which also is, is marketed to kids. But
0: but yeah, it's it's not like a movie that's like, hey, this is an adult movie. Get the mm-hmm. kids out of here. It's like no, it's just a it's a movie. Right. It's just yeah. a serious yes. serious movie. Yeah. And like, not that. Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid are specifically kids' movies. They are not. Um, but these are just like, I don't know. These, I think both of these aim at a older, mm-hmm. more mature audience Yeah, that's like more interested in, in these specific stories. Yeah,
1: their source materials are not fairy tales, which has been a lot of what's happened so far right. in terms of animation. Um, they come from a Victor Hugo novel and, and a Bible.
0: A Bible novel and a Bible, a Bi- uh, Bible
1: novel. Uh, so let's let's dive in. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Dick, what is your history with the Hunchback of Notre Dame?
0: N- uh, not much of one. Really? I-, I saw it at some point. Did I see it with you for the first time?
1: I think you had seen it before. I w- the time that you saw it with me, like two years ago, was me being like. No, this is a good movie. Mm. You don't hate this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I might have seen it before then. I, I don't know when. It didn't, like the first time I saw it, it didn't leave a big impression, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I think the, um, I will get into it more, but I think uh, there are some tone issues mm-hmm. that make it hard to take this movie seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, yeah, re-watching it. And, and I think uh, more than rewatching it with you, re-listening to mm-hmm. it. I think you, like, played me the score on, like, a road trip. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we can watch this again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I knew Hellfire. I still remembered that. But I mm-hmm. forgot, like, how good the rest of the, the music. Yeah, songs and score. Yeah. Songs and score, yeah. Uh, how, how good the rest of the music in this uh, movie was. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: uh hunchback for me was like one of my favorites growing up Mm. it was kind of that you know it it was the third and kind of last movie that my brother and I liked equally based on the ages we were at and Mm. like what we were into um like Lion King was his first movie that he was old enough to like appreciate and sing along to and then so this kind of was the end of the arc of Lion King Pocahontas hunchback. so this was
0: a theater movie this for you. was
1: definitely a theater movie we actually got um we got surprised by our family seeing Aww. this movie we went to um, Burger King for dinner uh, I was and gonna ask. and yeah. got some hunchback toys and we're like okay cool we haven't seen this and then my uh, parents surprised us and then we drove into the theater and it was like 8 45 and we've never seen a movie this oh. late before we got like a nine o'clock showing nice. of the hunchback of notre dame i assume like opening weekend ish um so yeah we saw it i loved it mm. i loved the music i loved jolly i love jolly mm. i do um
0: for, fun... so- for someone who does not care about pets no i don't you, care about real animals you love animal sidekicks
1: i really like animated animals yeah again they're I awesome. don't have to clean up their poop that's uh <laughs> high marks true yeah. um i will say one of the things about this first viewing was i um my mom leaned over to me in the middle of the song out there and said did you see bell and i said no no and it like kind of ruined the <laughs> the viewing. <laughs> I missed. Uh, there's uh, a cameo of a little yeah, animated she's bell walking through
0: the little town, walking
1: through the streets of Paris, yeah. which doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it, she's it there's been yeah, but Paris is the town she's bored of. No, no. So this is like after there anyway. There's been she's discussion just, on she's when She's
0: walking around Paris reading a book. I yeah, don't see anything yeah, wrong with okay. that. Um, anyway, she's a, book, she's a book kid. I
1: was pissed that I missed it. Um, like I, I feel like we saw the movie a second time in theaters no. probably sooner than we would have because I probably wouldn't stop bothering
0: about seeing Belle. my family. I
1: just need to see it again. We can That's leave correct. after that song. It's fine. Uh, do you,
0: do you, I, we're gonna get into the um, uh, what happened after these movies mm-hmm. more? And the movies that followed them. But do you feel like the really, really long Scar cameo in Hercules oh was in response to that?
1: So they'd been doing cameos so for a while. They've been doing like little slip them in. Um, Beast and Sebastian and Pinocchio are all in Aladdin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lion King does not have cameos because it knows what it is. Uh, <laughs> Pocahontas does not have cameos.
0: I'm pretty sure Jiminy Cricket is somewhere in there. Is somewhere
1: the Something that... He's one of the cricket noises. He's one of the bugs that Simba eats. That's right. Oh, no. Um, Simba's
0: in Pocahontas now? Hmm? Nothing. Oh, Go ahead.
1: Oh, you're talking about Pocahontas. I, uh, it's all right. Yeah, so I guess it's Aladdin and oh. Hunchback and Hercules oh. that have the cameos. Mrs. Potts is in the trash in the camp scene in Tarzan. Aw. But not with a face. It's oh. just a pot that looks like her. Oh, well, that's good. It's like a tea set that I don't looks like her, her and chip. I don't
0: want her to She's great.
1: Uh... Yeah, yeah. Disney cameos—that's a weird. It's a weird thing. That didn't happen every movie. Uh,
0: Yeah, Pixar cameos stuff that's not theirs, which I think is really cool.
1: And well, and they cameo their own stuff too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You put a Totoro in a movie, I'm interested like ten percent more immediately.
1: Two Totoros, twenty percent.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, so it's like eleven percent. It's just it's multiplicative. Oh, ten percent. So of, it's just 10%. another ten percent, okay, on top of the already
1: cool ten percent. Um, I was about to set a cookie timer for the summary, great time but I was just gonna timer. hit the button that my phone home screen presented to me, uh-huh. which would be playing uh, Hakuna Matata from the original oh, you mean, Lion King you mean soundtrack.
0: Seth Rogen warbling his way through. Oh it? my
1: gosh! So. We have not seen The Lion King yet. It's not out for another week. And also, we're not paying theaters money for that.
0: We have no intention uh, no. of paying for it. We, we will watch it on we Disney+. We will Plus. watch
1: it without paying for it specifically. Uh, but we just listened to the the song portions of the soundtrack.
0: Kate, what's your hot take?
1: Uh, I do That's don't, correct. Uh, the arrangements <laughs> are really good. The instrumentation and orchestration makes more sense than the Aladdin soundtrack. Sure. Another movie we are not paying for, but we will see. Um, it, some of it's fine. Billy yep. Eichner sounds great.
0: He can sing? Okay. He's no
1: Nathan Lane. No. It's just like this, these scores, Hunchback included, are just so imprinted on my brain that yep. like hearing someone else... Sing it. Like, it needs to be a stage version
0: or... I. We've talked about this. We would not mind seeing this, like, as a live Hollywood Bowl Hollywood Bowl.
1: Put Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen in. Some of Seth Rogen's asides are fun.
0: Yeah, but that boy can't sing.
1: No, but but this is the same thing of, like, when Will Smith is doing his stuff, it's fun when he gets to be Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's fun when Seth Rogen gets to be Seth Rogen, but I feel like he was heavily directed to do an Ernie Sabella...
0: But but also at that impression. point, like you can get singing voices for actors. This is something Disney has done forever. Yeah, get a singing voice to hit that he note is for not, Seth.
1: So they they, it, I think one Seth Rogen is probably not a great singer, but also I think they leaned into it, mm-hmm. which is fine. And I think for that character can work. They didn't it make it work. work. They didn't make it work. But I I understand the directorial give, choice give billy
0: eichner that note then yeah like, give
1: billy uh, eichner the note
0: or okay. like make we, it a joke i'm gonna redo this
1: anyway we'll do lion king at another point
0: the the point is uh the soundtrack is pretty bad i expect the movie is also pretty bad uh
1: it's good when it just sounds like the soundtrack
0: yeah like the like op-
1: lebo <sighs> opening the uh, just, Nyans
0: just, give me lebo.
1: just give me a
0: all right, Kate, do you have a cookie timer I got set? a cookie
1: timer set up now.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Nope. We're going mm-hmm. to talk about...
1: I'll always talk about the Lion King. That's true.
0: Hunchback of Notre-Dame. All right. You have two minutes? Go.
1: What makes a monster? What makes a man? is what we're trying to find out in this story, even though it's kind of given away in the first song. Anyway, you're introduced to Paris and get a little backstory that uh, this baby was uh, delivered by gypsies to Frollo's doorstep and Frollo kills the gypsies and is about to kill the baby he's deformed uh, but the bishop stops him and says nope think about God and so he traps him in a bell tower and it kind of raises him it doesn't let him die at any point uh, <laughs> Yeah, kind so, of. so anyway there's a uh, according to Frollo a gypsy problem in Paris they're running around being poor and uh, ruining things and he wants to kill the gypsies. He meets this gypsy at the Festival of Fools uh, that Quasimodo escapes the bell tower to go to because he just wants one day out there. And uh, Gypsy Esmeralda dances and uh, doesn't mean to, but ends up seducing Frollo. And Frollo gets obsessed. Uh, Quasimodo wins the Feast of Fools uh uh, funny face contest, but then he doesn't have a funny face. That's just how his face looks. And then he gets pelted with uh, tomatoes and, and and falsely figures out that it and I just belong in the bell tower. No face as hideous as my face was ever meant for heaven's light. Uh, Frollo becomes obsessed with Esmeralda and says she's going to be mine or she will burn and starts chasing her through Paris. She claims sanctuary for a while, makes friends with uh, Quasimodo, but then she can't be trapped, because she's a gypsy, and she escapes, and then Frollo tries to, like, she, he literally sets Paris on fire, trying to smoke her out, he finds her, Phoebus is there, he helps, um, but he's not as important, anyway, uh, he captures Esmeralda, is about to burn her, Quasimodo saves her, claims sanctuary for her again, she almost dies, but doesn't, and, uh, then Quasimodo ends up kind of letting Frollo fall to his death. He doesn't get the girl, but it's okay because he gets acceptance from Paris.
0: Okay, you, you didn't you didn't make it in two minutes, but you dropped like several song titles in there. So I'm going to give you 10 points. Thanks. You're welcome.
1: Uh, ten, 10 cool points. 10
0: cool points. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's like 10 cents. Yay. Yeah. Really? Um,
1: Does... Aren't we getting ten thousand cool points for our smart AC? Oh yeah, no, that's a lot more cents.
0: Sorry, than... ten cool points is a tenth of a cent. Yeah, that's yeah. more. Good. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the movie.
1: Yeah, the plot is more about Esmeralda than yeah. anyone else.
0: Yeah, uh, like
1: she's she's yeah.
0: Our, our Quasimodo does not have a ton of agency. He, he is does not. He is more of a traditional Disney princess. He's the in bell. This movie. Yeah, he is absolutely the bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. he... And he hangs out with bells.
1: And he, yeah.
0: Mm. Words. Um. One thing. One thing I want to throw out, and, and I notice this a lot, and and I'm struggling to, to 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 figure out whether there's a better way to have done this. We're throwing the word gypsy out a lot.
1: We are. It, we. It, that's I mean, not a... Yeah. That, I mean,
0: that's the the the, the movie the is movie. throwing yeah. out the word gypsy. A lot and mm-hmm. gypsy is not the term which the Romani For, people prefer to no, be referred to. They're the
1: Romani people,
0: um, so it's interesting. But in whatever 14th century France yeah. or whatever, you, they probably would have been called gypsies. And I
1: assume that's from the book, yeah. I have not read The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo, but I assume that's the term that's scattered throughout the book.
0: Does Esmeralda call herself... She calls herself an outcast a lot. Yeah, she uses
1: my people more than anything else. Yeah,
0: so that's... It's just a lot of gypsy going on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think what Clopin says in that the Mm. Court of Miracles song. I don't think he uses the word gypsy either. That would be interesting to go back and look at. But also, if
0: he did, I feel like Clopin absolutely would.
1: Yeah, he would reclaim it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's just... An interesting thing yeah. uh, about that movie, um, really good. I, That's the other interesting thing. Really I
1: love this movie. Good. This viewing, I be- so here's the thing. Yeah. I've probably listened to the soundtrack, maybe not like full score, but like the songs from the soundtrack, at least like all the way through, at least four times, as many times as I've seen the movie. Yeah. Like I've probably seen the movie. Somewhere between seven and ten times. But I've listened to the soundtrack a lot more. Yeah. And so when I'm seeing scenes as I'm listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, yes, this is this is like Disney's best movie after Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. And then you see it <laughs> and it keeps <laughs> on it keeps on undermining itself. Yeah. Like there's a lot more Looney Tunes sound effects in this movie than I remember. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this recently, so it's it's hard to watch the movie when you're like, oh, this song, and then it keeps on panning to the gargoyles doing dumb things. And I'm yeah. like, just let Quasimodo sing the damn song. Like, Yeah, there's
0: a real tonal issue when, yeah, like you said, like, Quasimodo is singing this beautiful song.
1: Never meant for heaven's a
0: And then like, ah, I got hit in the groin. Yeah, it's... Like, yeah. It, it's it's like I, I was saying wig-lashing. this when we were watching the movie. It's like you're trying to have a serious conversation yeah. with someone who is uncomfortable having a serious conversation, yes. so they keep making jokes. Yes, and it's like, cool. I hate this. Yeah. So like, Heaven's Light is a great song. It's okay in the movie because it, it doesn't. It keeps getting. It I keeps getting, getting interrupted. Yeah. yeah. They don't let me feel it. They're just like, okay, that's a that's enough of that. Hold on. Here's a here's a goofy thing. Okay, back to the series. Too much feeling. Yeah.
1: Um. Whereas when they do like Hellfire, it's not interrupted oh. and it's very effective. Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
0: And it's just like a just like, yeah, yeah. It's it's intimate. It's. Uh, it's so strong. Yeah. I love Hellfire so much.
1: Yeah, serious scenes and I feel like action scenes get that same treatment. Just like let it be an action scene. Yeah, you don't need bonking I, sounds. I don't for the mind. Guards. I
0: don't mind a little comedy in an action yeah. scene, like especially like, a, like a goofier, like a, a less serious action scene. Yeah, I feel like they didn't do bonking during like. The burning down of the people's house. No, that's right? true. So, like, they they restrain themselves at some points, mm-hmm. but not at others, and it's it it becomes a mishmash. Yeah, and uh, I think Liz, Lindsay Ellis, right, had a great video on Hunchback, yeah. where she talks about the marketing of it and how it's marketed as a kids' movie, and we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this.
1: We'll but. touch on that. Um, what was not as much marketed as a kids' movie is the Prince of Egypt.
0: That's true. Also, The Terminator was uh, not marketed as a kids' movie. There are
1: many movies <laughs> in existence not marketed as kids' movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Prince of Egypt.
1: Prince of Egypt. What,
0: what's your experience with this movie?
1: So, we saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little like, oh, we're not seeing a Disney movie. But we had seen Anastasia, so that, you know, yeah. that had already been broken a little bit. Uh, I... I didn't like it as a kid. Really, I didn't care for it. We uh, we love the soundtrack. Yeah. I had the soundtrack, but I feel like I didn't even listen to every song on the soundtrack. This was one that got a lot of fast forwarding and rewinding.
0: Yeah, it's some skips.
1: Um, yeah. So okay. I remember coming. I mean, this is what night it's Christmas '98. So I'm mm-hmm. 11. Um, and yeah, I remember walking out of it like. Eh, they're not Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of the, like, the, there was some cool stuff in this, but I don't care about this movie. It wasn't until I watched it as an adult where mm-hmm. it, I just, my jaw dropped. Yeah. Like, this is better than a lot of Disney. Even that was being produced at the, especially that was being produced at the immediate time of mm-hmm. 1998. But um, it's so.
0: Was that, so, like, Tarzan year?
1: It was, yeah. So it came up between Mulan and Tarzan. Oh, yeah. 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 And Mulan is good. It's not Prince of Egypt. It's a
0: solid Mulan.
1: It's a solid Mulan. (laughs) Uh, It's its own tier. Um, Yeah, I I love this movie as an adult. I I think it's pretty flawless. And I had remembered tonal issues that I made up, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I had remembered, like, oh, well, they try to make the Steve Martin, Martin Short priests funny. No, they don't. Like...
0: Yeah, not really. It's
1: not the humor is done really well they controlled anyway. Controlled
0: Martin Short. Yeah. Good for them.
1: Um an animated movie Controlled Martin Short. We're looking this at You is, Treasure Planet. This is the only one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dick, what is your experience with The Prince of Egypt? Oh, I saw
0: this in theaters. Yeah. Um I was 16 at the time, so like my friend and I went to the movies to see this. It looked great and I loved it at the time. Like mm-hmm. I think I kind of forgot about it a couple of years later Mm -hmm. and then revisited it. I think this is the first time I've seen it since the theater. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've seen it once since. But like, I remembered all the scenes. I remembered most of the songs. It it stuck with me in a way that I didn't realize it did. Mm -hmm. Um, We've listened to the soundtrack to this as well, uh, or at least songs from it. Yeah. Um, You know, because you you put a Brian Stokes Mitchell in something, I'm going to listen to it. Stokes. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, so I saw it in theaters, loved it. Uh, I did not see Mulan in theaters. I didn't see Tarzan in theaters.
1: This that's, was marketed
0: in a way, and this, this movie, I mean, clearly it's made for someone who wants to watch like something serious.
1: Yeah. That's something good. That's interesting <clears throat> that this drew you to the theaters. Oh yeah. But not like, do you remember what about the marketing? Cause you don't like. I think even as a kid you wouldn't have described yourself as like religious. I feel like our family part of oh, the reason no. we saw it was like we're bible people like uh, we I mean also it was an animated movie but
0: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a church goer. Um, it, but it's a it looked awesome. I mean I uh, you know, I'm I am i am not a religious person but I love The Ten Commandments as a movie. Okay. I love those big epics. Mhm. Um like the biblical epics uh, uh, like uh Cleopatra I'm pretty sure I saw like pretty like my dad exposed me to like epics when I was a kid so that probably has something to do with it um like those big like 3 hour movies with like 200,000 extras just in a line walking and you mm-hmm. f- what um uh, Ben-Hur Ben-Hur okay. was a movie that I loved and I saw in theaters multiple times
1: the, the movies that you are listing, the titles, like, I don't know if you see my eyes glazing over.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw but... <laughs> I saw you looking down at your knee. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my knee is pretty interesting.
1: Like, I remember those types of movies being oh. on, like, I don't know, Saturday at a random time. Mm. And it was, like, it would be on in the back. I don't know if my dad was, like, interested in it, yeah. kind of in a halfway, but, okay. like...
0: But let me present this to you. Ben-Hur <laughs> ben- is a movie that was filmed in, like, Canada vision at the Epcot Pavilion so oh really yeah so when movies first started they were kind of square right and then tvs started happening and then movies were like oh we got to do something tvs can't so that's when they started doing all these like longer aspect ratios okay. ben-hur was in like mega spectra or something okay so like it's like three screens wide in the theater it's Ridiculous wide. It's probably not three screens, but it's ridiculous so it's, wide. So
1: you've got a lot of like black ribbon. Is that
0: well? There's not. There's not a black ribbon. because okay. It's just screens. Um. So we saw this on like a restoration on like like the correct screen ratio.
1: Did it have that at the time? Like were theaters building that? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I,
0: I guess. I look. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. I might be speaking out of my ass here. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because it just that occurred... never happens on this podcast, yeah, with it, either of us it just occurred to me that Ben Hur was probably not extra wide in response to t v but I think it was just <laughs> as a way to get more people into the theater um but like like it's it's amazing to watch something like this giant and immersive in the mm-hmm. theater, even though like ninety percent of it is really slow and boring, yeah um. But yeah, it's is great. Uh-huh. So that's that's the kind of thing that I remember. Like I think that's the sense memory when I saw the preview for mm-hmm. Prince of Egypt, I'm like, oh, it's one of these movies.
1: Well, and that's the the creative team was specifically thinking of yeah. these movies. Well, the, they yeah, it. they
0: said they were inspired by David Lean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who did um,
1: you would look this up. I It's did. all you.
0: Oh, my God. Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and others. Others. But, like, Lawrence of Arabia is a clear influence here.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so Dick, yeah. Are you, I was excited about this movie. Are you prepared yeah. to cookie timer this, uh, this mu- mu- music, musical movie? Musi- um, musical. I don't know where my mouth was going.
0: Musical the musical. susical. Yes. Sorry. By that I meant yes. Yeah. Moses
1: Moses. Moses Cole. Moses Cole. All right,
0: done.
1: Oh, I have a good story about this. Okay. After you're done with the right. cookie timer. All right, ready, set, go.
0: In the beginning, God created the <laughs> heavens and the earth. So, um, uh, there's this baby. His name's Moses. Uh, Egyptians are like, hey, we're gonna kill all your babies, Hebrews, that we keep as slaves uh And mom of Moses is like, Yep, not mine. She puts him in a basket, puts him in a river. The baby drifts down a crazy, deep, treacherous river, ends up in like Cleopatra's house. Not Cleopatra, you know what I mean? Pharaoh. She ends says- up in Pharaoh's He ends up in Pharaoh's house and gets adopted as one of their own. He's raised as an Egyptian, kind of like a prince ish sort of thing. And he uh, is having fun doing his thing. He ends up meeting uh, his for realsies, sister, sister, uh, and she's like, "Yo, you're one of us." And he's like, "Nah, that ain't right." She's like, "Yo, go ask the man you call father." He talks to his dad. He's like, "Oh crap, that's right, I'm a Hebrew." So he's like, "Cool, I'm out of here," and he goes uh, and like follows this lady that he met who was like offered to him. Um, he like follows her into like the desert, and he meets his people that, that he was born of. And then he meets this bush that's on fire and it's God. (laughs) And God's like, yo, yeah, 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 you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe free your people from slavery. And he's like, yeah, okay. He goes to Ramses. Ramsey's like, Nope. And Moses like, well, I guess like seven plagues. He like, there's like frogs, there's blood, there's fire raining from the sky. There's ghosts that kill babies. Uh, just like the thing that started off this story. Anyway, Ramses eventually is like, all right, you people can go. Moses is like, dope. And then they head off. Ramses is like, oh, you know what? Nope, we're going to come kill you. Moses is like, I'm going to part the sea. Uh, They walk through the sea. Ramses brings his army in the sea. Moses closes the sea on him, or I guess God does, and kills all of the people. And then the Hebrews are free. Cookies are done.
1: I, I have a question. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe you said this and I wasn't listening. I did. Uh, who's Ramesses?
0: He's like the Pharaoh guy.
1: Uh, does he have any other connection to Moses? Uh,
0: no. <laughs> Who what? I, like they were raised as brothers? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah,
1: I feel like that that got maybe a little lost. That's okay.
0: Look, if anyone look, if anyone really needs once
1: I called you brother,
0: if anyone really needs a, a better summary of this story, uh, you can look in the Book of Exodus mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. Or watch this movie. Yeah. Because it's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Ernie Sabella is not in this.
1: Ernie Sabella is not in either of these movies. It's a shame. And they suffer for it.
0: He um, would have been a good gargoyle.
1: Yeah. I mean. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. This, oh, this movie is so good. It's so good. It's so good. Like. So. A l- little history. Uh, this is DreamWorks' second movie. After Ants with a Z <laughs> mm-hmm. that was released, like within mon- months of A Bug's Life, uh, very coincidentally, no one stole any plans. For-
0: uh, it's like the Armageddon to Bug's Life's Deep Impact.
1: Yeah, uh, we had no idea you were making a movie about finding B- Minima when we you're did the Shark's Tale. a tail.
0: bug movie?
1: So DreamWorks is a baby company at this point. It started Aww. by...
0: Like a boss baby company? Like
1: a boss baby company. Aww. Is it? I think that one's DreamWorks too, isn't oh, it? Oh, that
0: might be true. <laughs> I have no way of
1: knowing. Uh, so it's Jeffrey Katzenberg, yes. Steven Spielberg, and David Geffen? That's the, correct. The Good songs job. guy? Uh, <laughs> the, right? Geffen Records is yes. David... Yeah. Yes, the songs the guy. The songs guy. Uh, they start an animation company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, of course, worked at Disney through mm-hmm. like the best of their renaissance. He leaves after Lion King. Yeah. Um, and he had never done animation before. He really wanted to be live action. Like, and,
0: and we are going to give Jeffrey Katzenberg a lot of crap. We've given him a lot of crap. We'll continue to give him a lot of crap. But it but, has to be with... Oh, man. He was there here's for the thing, those
1: movies. The movies were better when Jeffrey Katzenberg was there. It's true. I think, so, right, he wanted to be making live action movies, got stuck with this animation department, didn't know anything about it, learned a lot in the years he was there. Water's blue. Pushed back, drove Um, people nuts. Like, I think everyone, it seems like the theme, everyone who's worked with Jeffrey Katzenberg is like, yeah, I hate that guy. I hated working with him. Also, he helped me make. Yeah. My best work. It's like, like, he's the
0: worst person. Yes. Have you seen The Little Mermaid? <laughs> That's the work that happened under him.
1: Yeah. And so I think his kind of adversarial, uh, what Lindsay Ellis uh, refers to as the petty asshole. Yes. <laughs> nature. Um, it's a great meme yeah. gif. Um, he's,
0: he's a real prick.
1: I think that pushback really helped the, my take on it is that mm-hmm. it really helped the animators and the creative team really... Um, chisel and, like, fine-tune exactly what they wanted to be able to argue it to him. Because there would be situations where he's like, no, part of your world is boring. And so the animators and the composers had to make a a better case for it and, like, really know why they were making the decisions they made. And I feel like that pushback is maybe missing later. And so things end up in the movie that uh, that are not in their best form. Yeah. Or like half baked kind of, yeah. it, so for me, the the absence of Jeffrey Katzenberg is felt in the Gargoyles yeah, in Hunchback.
0: It is it is a visible absence.
1: So you you give you've given the Gargoyles a hard time since we started. Like I feel like one of the reasons I made you watch Hunchback with me two years ago was like. The gargoyles are not as bad as you think. And I'm not sure that I convinced you at that point. No, but, you haven't
0: convinced me yet. They're well, as bad as I think.
1: But they're not as movie-ruining as I think you might have thought before. That's,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Once
1: They're pretty contained.
0: It's like once you've been in the cold water for a while, you're a little numb to it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if I was watching the movie for the first time, maybe the gargoyles would ruin it for me again. But I've seen it a couple times. I know when to tune out. Yeah. It's fine.
1: So the Gargoyles are there because every Disney movie needs comedic relief, right? Um, and so I guess, I mean, so this movie is more serious. The, mm-hmm. the novel, very serious, very dark. There's a murder in the first song, which is there's, only like six minutes a, it's, long. It's so a
0: straight out on-screen murder. It's an on-screen at, murder. At worst, it's like... Murder in the third, or like like manslaughter, right? Yeah. He pushes a woman. He Yeah, he Quasimodo's like, mother. Yeah, Frollo, uh, Frollo steals a baby out of her hands and well, pushes yeah, he her down. He thinks it's
1: like stolen goods.
0: And she falls, hits her head on the stairs. Bonk. She's dead. dead. We see that on screen. That yep. is the beginning of this movie.
1: Yes. Uh, it is not a kid's movie, <laughs> <laughs> but sh- they sure as hell tried to make it oh, one. Oh, boy. So, uh, to combat this darkness um and i feel potentially although like this movie was probably still far along when the reviews for pocahontas came mm-hmm. out um yes Wait, Hello. real You're quick. Raising your hand real together.
0: quick i know we we're t- about to talk about the gargoyles yeah i just want to make the point that um phoebus is kind of funny jolly is just comic relief uh clopon is pretty funny so
1: here's th- right
0: i just want to make the point that they're already is comic relief built into this movie. So
1: here's the thing. They thought this movie was they no, this is all connected. They thought this movie was going to be too dark, too serious for the audience that they had built over the past 5 movies. Yeah. So, I believe these gargoyles were added for like a and now there's some lightness. Yeah. Fine. Like Timon and Pumbaa are there I, and they and help Pumba in the are third there act
0: right after Mufasa gets murdered.
1: Yes. It's, uh, that's great. They do that hula thing in the middle of Scar burning the fire, the Pride Lands. That works really well. Yeah. There's a, there's a case for this and I get it. And as I was watching this time, I think I said to you, like after they had made their like, like a three stooges joke, there's just too many jokes in the Gargoyle scenes. So they're presented as like, it's, it's highly possible. You're not told outright one way or the other. It's highly possible that these are Quasimodo's imaginary friends. That these gargoyles are not actually like moving and animated because every time, it's like a toy story. Every time someone who's not Quasimodo comes in the room, yeah. another human character, they turn back to stone. Um, so they're, it's kind of like the voices in his head or like a world he's created being isolated up in the bell tower. It's not quite as clear as it could be and I think they could have done more things with it. But as as someone for Quasimodo to play off of, in his solo scenes, I think it's a good idea, and I think what I said when I was th- during this last viewing is, this is not a story problem; it is a writing problem. Mm-hmm. Just whoever was writing the script scenes, just put in like forty to seventy percent too many jokes.
0: No, we saw. Um not too long ago, a stage production mm-hmm. of Hunchback. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it did the gargoyles better. But not Yeah,
1: better but not any more effective. But not any
0: more effective. But Effect- like yeah. the gargoyles can be three different aspects of Quasimodo's personality. Yeah. And I think that can work. Yeah. They can be like the angel and the devil on his shoulders. Yes. And I think that can work. But they're kind of just like an obnoxious family.
1: In the, in the stage production?
0: No, in the, in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like they're kind of an obnoxious family. Yeah. Like it's like you, your mom and your like uncle and your other uncle or they're something. They're most
1: effective when they like give a good line encouraging him to do something that he was on the fence about.
0: Yeah. That's that's when they're really, yes. really good. Like getting him getting him out to the... To, to
1: the f- Feast of Fools. Or the
0: Festival of Fools. It's interchangeable. It's called both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Really, really, really effective. You know, convincing him. We're like just when,
1: made of stone. We thought you were made of something, something stronger. stronger. It's a great line.
0: Um, And, like, convincing him that Esmeralda is interested in him. I think it is interesting. And I think it could have been done better. But, mm-hmm. like, it's like those voices in his head being like, Oh, man, maybe she's into me. Like, yeah. I think there are some effective moments for mm-hmm. the Gargoyles. I really do. But overall.
1: But there... Well, and there's no... Like the, what is it, Charles something, the guy from News Radio. (laughs) Um, That guy. No, not News Radio. That's Phil Hartman. Who's that guy from? Murphy Brown. He's the serious one on Murphy Brown, I think is the serious gargoyle. Oh, okay. Um, He, he like, he's kind of the straight man, but he also, like, makes funny cartoon sounds. Like, he gets stuck in a bucket. I feel like you need, they're all funny. And Jason Alexander is the, most outrageous because he's just jason alexander yeah um but yeah they're like they're all making jokes and it's not even one kind of joke
0: like it is, is I, I said to you that the the serious one is to sam the eagle yes and you said yeah he should be more Bert. yeah and I, yeah he should be more like if we're yeah. having a straight man yeah and it's not going to be quasi mm-hmm. we need a we need a straight man yeah um <clears throat> yeah
1: Yeah, or you need, yeah, you, I think the hyenas work well as a trio, Mm -hmm. Um, because there's one who does, like, they have one trick, right? Ed has one trick.
0: Yeah, mean one, dumb one, crazy one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have to balance it, and I feel like these, all three of them get kind of equal time.
0: Goofy one, goofy one, goofy
1: one. Yeah, goofy one, serious goofy one, wise goofy one. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, so...
0: I, I do want to say, though, um, I hate Jason Alexander in this movie. <laughs> I hate him even more on the behind-the-scenes.
1: He hosts... They do this thing by 1996 where they've got someone hosting their behind-the-scenes thing, and it's less interesting and more commercial. Yeah. Like, this, I mean, I think it was a Disney Channel special. Yeah. of Like, come see this movie. We got Jason Alexander.
0: But I... Also,
1: I, Jason Alexander.
0: I want to say I love him... As Duckman? ooh, <laughs> No. A different duck thing. Woo! Okay. Um, Duckman is a, a cartoon made for adults. Uh, it was on USA. He is loud and obnoxious. And he's supposed to be loud and obnoxious. And you kind of like and hate the character for that. And Jason Alexander's screamy voice, it works. It's great. Yeah. But oh man, do I hate him in this.
1: I so here's the thing. Jason Alexander did the job he was paid to do. Oh yeah,
0: they hired Jason Alexander. He gave them he, Jason Alexander.
1: He, he I don't blame him. I blame the <laughs> writing. He didn't write the line I'm losing to a bird. Oh man, but I wasn't going to But he bring says it, it well. Yeah. Uh anyway, so the Mar- so let's let's talk about tone as a whole between these two movies because yeah. they're both serious and they know they're serious. Yeah. Disney tries to do one thing. They try to just. Hunchback
0: like switches back and forth. They try to
1: like balance a seesaw and it just ends up, the seesaw goes out of control.
0: But Prince of Egypt, like, there's jokes in there. There are jokes. There's like. And and I think it's. it's, A lot of them are like action movie Mm -hmm. kind of jokes. Yes. Like banter. Like at the beginning, like Ramses and Moses are racing and they've got like a. Hey, do you want to have your face on a wall? Yeah, one day. How about now? And then he smush, rams into yeah. him to smush him. There's like banter, and it's not like laugh out loud, but it's like there's humor.
1: There's humor. Yeah, the
0: characters are like they ha- they joke with each other. They have fun. They're very alive yeah. characters.
1: Yeah, I feel like Prince of Egypt has humor. Hunchback has jokes.
0: I, that's that's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and and this ties back to like starting when we were starting to talk about Jeffrey Katzenberg, he mm-hmm. wanted to make live action when he got to Disney. Yeah. And I feel like this movie in particular is him now coming to DreamWorks after all this experience at Disney and being mm-hmm. like, Look, I still wanna make live action movie, but now I know a lot about animation, so we can do this. Yeah. And so I feel like they made a live action kind of along the lines, a different tone, but like kind of like Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean, where like it's a great action movie it is also funny like yeah. pirates is funnier but it's an animated version of that
0: well we we've talked about k and g i think just throws the money in yeah i think let's, uh, let's talk about s let's talk about s so, so Steve, Steve skg spielberg, is the dreamworks yeah dreamworks skg s- is at this point spielberg katzenberg geffen mm-hmm. spielberg is involved in this movie
1: all over this movie. Like,
0: even before... We, we watched the behind the scenes and we saw Steven give a little direction. hmm And I was like, ah, okay, good. But like, before that... Like, he's in that, the
1: storyboard rooms, at yeah. least when the camera's there.
0: And, but before that, as we're watching this, like, there were some moments where I was like, oh, it's Spielberg. Yeah. That's a Spielberg moment. Like, if, if he didn't do it, then someone wanted to do a Spielberg moment. And
1: there are these... Li- it's these little things, mm-hmm. right? Like, when they're starting to exit... Egypt after Ramesses gives the first go ahead. There's this like old woman who like she trips or something and a little girl helps her. Mm -hmm. And like they're strangers, right? Like it's made clear. And then there's like two more times, like one like at the end of that exodus scene Mm -hmm. where like you see the old lady and the girl dancing together and you're like, Oh, they both made it. Yeah. And then when they're doing the Red Sea crossing You see them again, helping each other, and, and it's, it's just it's this a touchstone. little story
0: that's interwoven. Yeah, that these characters don't have names, they don't have dialogue, but you see them and you see a story, and it's just beautiful. It
1: reminds me, in a much happier tone, um, of the the red the red shoes yeah. in um, Schindler's List, yeah. where you see it on the girl, and then you see it not on the girl. Yeah, um, but
0: I, I would say this movie, like, is almost Indiana Jones. In tone. Like okay. like it, it's not as like adventure action y, but like there's not jokes, but there's like quips. There's not like it's not over serious, but it's serious. When no, I think it does no one's necessarily like none of our heroes are dying. Yeah. They're always in danger. Like the there's there's a real consistent feeling to this movie.
1: Yeah, because I think I think what they were trying to do with the gargoyles and with like some of Phoebus's lines are mm-hmm. dumb. Like if it was just Phoebus that was like the kind of low comedy point of yeah. it, it's fine. But like additively you're like, oh, okay. This yeah. is like...
0: You're sick of it by the time Phoebus starts doing it.
1: Right. I think what the main goal is is like relief, right? Like a little bit of like de-stress before you go back into, like, the really uh, deep, like, dark stuff. Mm. And I think what Prince of Egypt does really well is they just have lighter scenes. Yeah. And it's not necessarily comedy, jokes, humor, but, like, when Moses meets Zipporah's family, like, he's wandering, like, like they make some jokes. She's kind of, like, teasing with her younger siblings or nephews or whatever it is um and it's not necessarily laugh out loud funny Mm -hmm. but it's lighter there's less tension it's like tension and release i guess is what i'm getting at it
0: reminds me a little bit of like a really good video game like like an rpg where you're like going from town to town and dungeon to dungeon Mm -hmm. like you start out in your main city and then it feels less safe and like but when we go to like that camp yeah That's where it's safe. Yeah. You can walk around, you're not gonna encounter any enemies. You're just kinda having a good time. You feel it feels like a I mean, it feels like home. Yes. At that point. Yeah. And it's just and uh can we just talk about Heaven's Eyes now?
1: Let's talk about well, so here's uh we always kind of write out before (laughs) what we want to talk about. And uh the first bullet point for talking points was tone. And then the second bullet point in all cap letters is Stephen
0: Schwartz. <laughs> so Stephen Schwartz, you don't know him?
1: You've never heard of him? Um,
0: what What is that from? There's a behind. So the So it's scenes... from
1: um, Pocahontas. He mm. so uh, Howard Ashman was Alamankin's writing partner for the for the first three movies. Yeah. He um, passed away in the middle of the making of Aladdin. Tim Rice is added at, at that point, but after that. Like uh, Tim Rice is doing other things, suppose with Andrew or Lloyd Webber, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so they bring in Stephen Schwartz as quote unquote lyricist <laughs> for Pocahontas and a Hunchback. Uh huh. I, I hear a little bit more than lyrics in yeah. the yeah. way these scores are treated, but anyway, he's the lyricist.
0: Everyone needs a job title.
1: Everyone needs a job title. Uh, so in the Pocahontas, special features they're talking about like academy award-winning alan menken from the little mermaid and beauty and the beast and tony uh tony winner steven schwartz period like they don't mention any of his projects it's It's this
0: in fairness this is pre-wicked
1: it is pre-wicked but but he's got pippin he's got godspell uh, and
0: like one of the songs from godspell was like a radio hit.
1: People know. People
0: know Godspell. My, I, Not like, everyone knows Pippin, but people know Godspell. My mom, or my uncle, or someone. No, no. I think my mom walked the aisle at her wedding to to day by day. Yeah, I, like mm-hmm. that's. that was big. Yeah, you can mention.
1: But you yeah, can mention it's, Godspell. It's and like Pippin. two or three times in that in that featurette that they're like Helen Menken, blah 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 blah. And Steven Schwartz, like it's like, basically a, you haven't heard of him, but, so but Stephen, he's here.
0: Steven Schwartz wrote the the music for Hunchback and Prince of Egypt. Well, he he's was like, the lyricist. Sorry, the for lyricist for Hunchback. For Hunchback, Wait, you can who's hear- credited as writing the music?
1: What right? Alan Menken. Is it Menken? Yeah,
0: that's weird to me. Really? I'm sorry, I forgot.
1: So I, Men- I, I yeah,
0: literally forgot that I, it wasn't just Stephen Schwartz.
1: So I love Howard Ashman, like more than anything, right? He's amazing. I think Alan Menken does his most sophisticated work mm. with Steven Schwartz. I like, think that's a
0: great way of putting and it. And we
1: saw this in one of the Hunchback special features mm-hmm. or something that like this this partnership Alan Menken says like we bring out things in each other or yeah. maybe Steven Schwartz says like yeah. we bring out the best in each other and I think that's absolutely true.
0: The the opening song of Hunchback is just so good. It's, and the yeah. fact that it wraps at the end.
1: Yeah. It's um yeah. It's the most comparable um, Disney composition is Bell to the Bells of Notre Dame, the opening to Beauty and the Beast. Oh, interesting. Because um, it's like, oh, okay. it's like a six-minute song. You're no. looking at multiple characters. You're introducing everyone. Um, it's this kind of big opening number. Very. Uh, there are a couple of different ways to open a Broadway show mm-hmm. effectively, and. Happy Village, quote unquote, is one of them, but this is like Happy Village on the next level. This
0: is like I feel like it's a mix between Belle and like the opening song from Aladdin, mm. where it's like where it's like I'm a third party. Yeah, I may or may not be involved. Like clopon mm-hmm. ends up being involved, but you don't know at the beginning. Yeah, um and like that that character in Aladdin is supposed to be the genie, maybe.
1: Well, he was, and then they like wrote it out. So yeah. it's
0: it's, but it's like well, I might be involved later. But like uh, you know, it's a third party giving you like, it's like, hey,
1: here's, the here's
0: setup. here is my my view of all yeah. of this, you know, or here is here is let me tell you the truth. Whereas Bell is everyone else's different opinions. Yes, So it's, 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 it's interesting. First it's first like person it's a narrative mix versus third. Of, of yeah, it's so good.
1: And well, and he's so good. Like Clopin yeah. is on the same like character track as a leading player. Yeah. Uh, like.
0: Uh, I just I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. The man's name is Paul Candle, mm-hmm. K A N D E L. He got a nomination for uh, he got a Tony nom for Tommy. He played Wicked Uncle Ernie. Oh, um, he was uh, King Herod and Jesus Christ superstar. Where I don't feel like he was directed super no, well. We saw a clip, um, but that man's voice and like his performance as Clopin is perfect yeah like it is it is amazing that he has not done more animated it's
1: brilliant like he's got this like high like falsetto belt oh that's like oh my god that's and he just holds it out forever and
0: he just he Ugh. just has it it's amazing and he's got like i we were saying during the movie he could be a great joker yeah uh he could be a great mad hatter yeah uh pilot yeah yeah he's
1: He's got that serious... Yeah. So Amazing. There's a lot of great ta- going back to Through Heaven's Eyes. Um, mm. Uh, mm. Brian Stokes Mitchell. Brian Stokes Mitchell. So this is Prince of Egypt. Uh, so Stephen Schwartz did music and lyrics for Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Um, they just let him fly. Good for them. Um, Disney actually fired him.
0: They, they also uh, let him fly. They
1: also let him fly. They fired him for working on this movie because mm-hmm. he had done some demos for Mulan. And then when they realized he was working for DreamWorks, they're like, "Screw you!"
0: They're like, "Can we get <laughs> can we get a one hit wonder from the '80s to do the music to this instead of Ooh, Stephen Schwartz?"
1: Screw you! We're getting Matthew Wilder. What? <laughs> anyway, uh. it turned out well for them just for "Make a Man Out of You."
0: I think maybe Stephen Schwartz just like left that lying on the yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot the sheet music to "Man Out of You." Oh, yeah, maybe, fine. maybe it's fine. <laughs>
1: Um, this score is incredible. I mean, I think these, these two scores hold up so well. And
0: like the, the, like when we say score, like both the, like lyric songs songs and the, the incidental music. Very epic. And, and playing on themes from different Mm -hmm. songs that you're about to hear or that you have heard to set the tone. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh. And just great. I mean, Mencken and Schwartz, I feel like are the epitome of like they're just great voice writers Mm -hmm. they write these amazing melodies for voices so you just you hire someone like paul candle or um brian stokes mitchell and just go and it's already written perfectly for their voice and it's these soaring affecting Mm -hmm. powerful like through heaven's eyes is a lighter song in terms of the broad arc of the movie but it still has this gravity to it and oh it's so now,
0: good. Stokes sings for Danny Glover. Yes. Paul Candle sings, sings for, for himself. Paul Candle. <laughs> um, but there's like like Hunchback I don't think anyone sings for themselves really.
1: Um, I think Tom Hulse sings. Oh okay. I think yeah who Quasimodo. Plays, who plays Quasimodo. Actually everyone but Esmeralda I really? think sings. Tony J sings it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, Frollo.
1: So Frollo, Quasimodo, Clopin they're so all.
0: pretty pretty good yeah. at like Getting singers.
1: Yeah, kind of like Demi Moore was kind of their only stunt cast. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we've got. Um, and I
1: think she does fine. Yeah. And then you have Heidi Mul- Mulhauer, Mullen something. I don't know. Uh, Broadway singer yeah. for the singing voice. But
0: the um, Prince of Egypt, we've got. we I guess we've got more, more voice cast, voice replacement, yeah. except for um, Val Kilmer.
1: Val Kilmer.
0: Who. <laughs> From like from the behind the scenes like <laughs> he it seems might believe like,
1: he is actually Moses
0: he, it seems like he would not leave the studio like they were like yeah we'd we'd call and say like hey we need you back for one line and he'd be like yeah I'll be right there he'd be like I'm already here like that's not a, that's not a thing over. actors do no. typically
1: he he seems very passionate in interviews about this movie and oh. about the work that they're doing and, uh, and which he, is great and
0: he insisted on singing his own songs. yes and he, he did, does a
1: great job he did good. yeah yeah
0: Yeah. So that was that was cool to see. Like,
1: I think he and and uh, Ray Fiennes sing for themselves. Ray Fiennes is Ramesses. Oh, nice. Um, the females are subbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Sandra Bullock. Um yeah, they
0: are not singing.
1: Yeah, the, it's so it's interesting because this is like this voice cast is all like. Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted to make a live action movie.
0: Yeah, this is this is a star-studded. This is the, like a who's who know, of
1: 1998. I don't
0: know if you movies. noticed last night that the sky was completely pitch black because all of the stars were in Prince of Egypt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: it is. It's an all-star cast. I feel like the the voices are all good. Yeah. Like I'm not sure that. Michelle Pfeiffer or Sandra Bullock are necessary, no, but and, they do a good job.
0: And the cast, let's be honest, is a, a little bit uh, uh, It's white. very Aladdin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's very uh, Steve from Full House.
0: It, it, the Katzenberg, it sounds like, um, hired a bunch of uh, 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 scholars from, uh, uh, like Jewish scholars, Muslim yeah. scholars, Christian scholars, yes. to come and, 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 and lend credibility and, yes. and show some things like that. But for the cast, he clearly was like, I need celebrities. Yes. The end. Yeah.
1: But but this doesn't always work for DreamWorks. But no. I feel like it works well here, mm-hmm. and I do feel like they just asked Steven Schwartz, like, who should sing these songs, and yeah. he's like, "Great, I'm on it." Stokes, like, <laughs> yeah, he found people who could sing it really well, and it matches the timbre of everyone's voices. Like, yeah. it's. I mean, and Disney's done plenty of this too. Um, they do it a little bit less, but. Yeah. sent planet.
0: And and like, you know, like when we were talking about shark tales, like why is Angelina Jolie in right. this movie? But like Angelina Jolie is, a, is is a fine actress. You give her a meaty role, like if she was in this, I'm sure she'd have done yeah. great. You don't just you don't give an, an actor like of that caliber and of that pay grade mm-hmm. a role that's kind of nothing like mm-hmm. I I generally don't like having celebrity cast yeah. cartoons. I know it's a reality, but it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but like you give Ray Fiennes a meaty role, he's gonna dig in. It's he gonna does be great. great. Like yeah.
1: this it, and this brother thing is set up from the beginning that like mm. it's not a long movie. It's like an hour and a half. It's yeah. not even a longer animated movie. Yeah. Um but in the first act, I guess, you are very attached to this Ramesses Moses brotherhood mm-hmm. like we they see them are, getting
0: into trouble together mm-hmm. getting out of trouble we together. see them kind of
1: fighting fighting a little bit about you know who takes the blame over who and and talking about their futures and anxieties
0: but like even though you see Ramesses like getting pissed at Moses for getting him in trouble like he's like hey I'm gonna like I got a promotion to this thing you are now in charge of this they thing. They help each
1: other out. Yeah. Like they're, they're looking out they for each other. They care about
0: each other. And, it's, and you care about that relationship. It's
1: done very quickly. Yeah. And I, that's that's everyone, right? That's the animators. That's the directors. That's the voice no. actors. All make that happen. Yeah. So that when it flips later and they're quote unquote enemies, mm-hmm. their goals are in opposition, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's done really well.
0: But conversely, I will say that I felt like the beginning of Hunchback moved so quickly mm-hmm. that I didn't like have time I didn't have time to care whether Quasimodo went to the feast of fools or not
1: Hunchback relies more on kind of on archetypes yeah. and I think it, it you, you you have said multiple times but you said during this last viewing like maybe within the first 10 minutes that this score deserves a better movie yeah. this song and I feel like they rely a lot on the songs to um, get you invested. Yeah. And, like, they're lucky because the songs are freaking fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. So it works. But they don't, yeah, for some, I feel like even Pocahontas, I knew those characters a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I'm more invested, even though it's highly problematic, in which stories I'm invested in. Um <laughs> I feel like Esmeralda gets a good characterization.
0: Esmeralda is an interesting character. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like Frollo. You you kind of fast forward, and there's some archetypes and things you that can, you're relying on to know, like oh, he's bad. Well, but like you this, get later.
0: But also, right at the beginning, right? Th- like the bell song, yeah, is about Frollo. It's not about Quasimodo. It is, yeah. This this movie's about Frollo and Esmeralda. Quasimodo happens to be there.
1: That is true. That is very true. Because, yeah, Quasimodo, like, you're on his side. I was bothered this viewing by, like, how much they kind of uh, maybe trivialize hmm. his, um, like, deformities and disabilities. Yeah. They're making a lot of jokes about it. And, like, there's a lot of pity as opposed to he's fine the way he, like.
0: Yeah, it's it's not clear what the message yeah. is
1: here. It is, it is not for, for Quasimodo. Yeah. Like that whole The Gargoyle song, which works in isolation.
0: Oh, man. That would be so good in a different thing.
1: In a different movie. Um, they're like comparing to him to a croissant yeah. for a rhyming joke. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I can laugh at this now. Like there's, a, there's some uncomfortable. There's like an it's on little, the edge. It's a
0: little weird. Yeah.
1: And like they're his friends. So they're allowed to. Yes, I see a raised hand.
0: Cool. I'm sorry, you're making a really good point, but you mentioned rhymes. I want to talk. Oh. I want to talk about uh, uh, one of my because I feel like I'm I'm giving a Hunchback a lot of crap. I want to call out um, <laughs> Stephen Schwartz. I seriously like this movie. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Feast of Fools is okay. Hellfire is my favorite song in this movie. Yeah, duh. But if we take that out, I think it's the Feast of Fools. I think that song is so much fun and yeah. it tells us so much. And also, it has my favorite rhyme, possibly in Disney history. Uh, uh, can you can you can you help me out? I with
1: believe this? it is. It. <laughs> I don't know if it's everything is topsy turvy, but it's something something topsy turvy.
0: On the sixth of January.
1: January. <laughs> You love that rhyme more I love than that rhyme so much. I'm I'm sure the it's, person who loves that rhyme most after you is Stephen Schwartz. Yeah. and I feel like it's no more than 50 percent of how much you love that rhyme. And I
0: think Stephen Schwartz loves it because of how much Alan Menken rolled his eyes. At yes, it. I because <laughs> like it's it's fun. It's like topsy turvy, upsy downsy, all aroundsy, yeah. January. January. Oh, oh. oh.
1: I just have this vi- like I laugh because I just have this vision of like. Schwartz and Mencken in the writing room, and they're like, like Alan Mencken is doing boop boop, 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 and they're like nodding their head side to side, like, da 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 da, topsy turvy on the 5th of January. Yeah, yeah, that works. That, that works. That, that, that works. sounds good.
0: I feel like Mencken's like, I don't know. I don't, Schwartz is like, yep. Yep, this it's works. It's in there. It's in there. So I already wrote it. I already wrote it down. I wrote it in pen. I can't erase it. So January's <laughs> in there.
1: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, my God.
1: So. Music is great.
0: Yeah, like in bo- in both of these. Like, A Guy Like You is kind of the exception. Um, I do want to uh, bring up in Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. there's something different yes. about the way the music is yes, presented. Yes, I agree. And it's that sometimes people aren't singing it.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, it's not always. So, like, an example of this is the... All I Ever Wanted, mm-hmm. um, which is in first to the second act transition. Yeah, it's like Moses's
0: two brothers kind of... Uh,
1: it's not an I Want song. It's a I'm confused about what I Want song.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: Um, and he's he's just learned that he's possibly a Hebrew. Like, he's it's been revealed to him, and he's not sure if he believes it or not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's, like, stumbling through the palace and, like... No, this is my home. This is all I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm a prince of Egypt. And is it the whole song or half the song?
0: I think it's the whole song he does not sing.
1: He's not, yeah. Like like
0: his mouth doesn't move. Yeah, he's narrating it. This is a song inside of his head.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which is really (sighs) interesting. Which is really interesting because I guess like Can You Feel the Love Tonight does that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they don't sing the, he's holding back, he's hiding. Right, it That's, it's looks, internal. Yeah, it's internal. But it's not done very much in mm-hmm. Disney. Um, and actually, I think the uh, Heaven's Light reprise is done that way.
0: Oh, I believe you're right. It's not
1: mixed very well. It's like right. echoey and you can't hear the words. Right. But Quasimodo is watching Phoebus and Esmeralda fall in love when yeah. he's... Like re-examining, like, oh no, yeah, like she doesn't love me. And I think she they kind of me. do
0: that as like he's remembering this thing. Right. It's neat.
1: It's neat. It's not executed as as right. solidly as I would have liked. But, in, but in, in
0: in Prince of Egypt, like that is, is it just that one song or are there multiple?
1: I want to say that that reprise when the like after the plagues, yeah. Or it, it, I guess it's in the song called the plagues that when Rameses and Moses are, yeah. Once I called you brother. I don't think all of that is in their mouths. Yeah, I don't think that's in their mouths.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's interesting. I it and doesn't like at first it I wouldn't say it bothers me but it strikes me because it's different and you're like you can't ignore it. You got to go like, "Well, what's going on? What why is this happening?" Well,
1: and so the flip of, you know, the music in Hunchback does a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of character investment and yeah. in terms of plot. I think in Prince of Egypt, it is a better it's that it's the thing that Howard Ashman describes in a musical where it's like once there's too much emotion to speak, you have to sing. Yeah. And I feel like the music comes more organically. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to sing it. Like it could have been, I think the Prince of Egypt would also work really well as a non-musical, even though the music, the music is one of my favorite parts yeah. of it because I think there is strong story, there's strong characterization in every scene, musical or not. Yeah. And the music is an extension of that, as opposed to, uh, we need to believe more about Moses. Write a song for that, please. It's like, here's this scene. Can you musicalize it?
0: I kind of don't ever want to watch this without the plague song, because that's one of my favorite things ever. Uh-huh. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. What do you
1: mean without? Oh, oh, I see. You I just, don't want to watch a straight play version of this. <laughs> I just,
0: I just yeah. want that song. Yeah, You, you can take place. out all the others. Yeah. Just leave me the plague song.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: and then Stokes can sing during the credits. He can do the pop version of uh, "Through Heaven's Eyes."
1: Oh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, what a gift!
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, uh, who you may know from Ragtime. Mm. Uh, you, you should know from Ragtime. You sh- if you don't, should know from Ragtime.
1: Stop this podcast. Uh, go you, listen to Ragtime. You
0: also may know him from a little movie or a little uh, show he did with Ernie Sabella. Uh, Man of La Mancha.
1: Oh Ernie Sabella is related yeah. to this at, Yeah. At
0: and he he's just the same. You listen to it and you're like is that- w-
1: what is Pumba is that- doing as is that Pumba? What's his name with Don uh, uh Sancho. San- yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Man of La Mancha, by the way. Great. Yep. Uh Stokes, amazing. Ernie Sabella. Can hit the notes. You <laughs> can hit the notes that Seth Rogan can't. I'm just putting it out there. Uh Ernie
1: Sabella. Uh Ah, yeah. So, all right. These all
0: right. movies
1: are trying to do a similar thing, yeah. which is tell a serious story. And I feel like both of these movies see a lot of this arises I think in they see beauty and the beast get nominated for an Oscar mm. and it opens up the possibilities of what an animated movie can be no you laugh i know
0: it no i know it but this what, is real kate i know what you're saying but i know, i also know what happens after this. yeah well so okay. here's
1: the here's what i want to talk about yeah so i agree an animated movie doesn't have to be specifically for kids it doesn't have to be specific an animated movie can just be a movie yeah right and it can convey serious themes and tell a very, like, weighty story. Yeah. So both of these movies are trying to do that. And they are working off of premises that, not Rameses premises <laughs> that the creative team has uh, learned over time, specifically from the Disney Renaissance, yeah. right? So it, there's lessons that come before these movies, and then there's lessons... That are taken after these movies in the in terms of where the two studios go after these respective movies. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the lessons before, because we talk a lot about the show about right lessons and wrong lessons learned. Yeah. Hunchback, what are some right lessons learned from previous? Like what what are they doing here that builds off of good ideas?
0: Um. Schwartz and Mankin. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's.
1: And music as a centerpiece yeah. of the drama and the action. I think some of the serious, like I, I do think Beauty and the Beast is, this. Is, these are the same directors on mm-hmm. Hunchback as Beauty and the Beast. And I see that. Yeah. Like both the serious and the humor are direct lines from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I think the humor is a little bit more diffuse here. Mm-hmm. They kind of kept it to the objects and Lafoo in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And here it's more like, well, we'll give more random characters, and, uh, everyone, like, bonky like, sounds. And
0: gets a like. I don't feel like Belle and Beast have jokes.
1: No,
0: um, no. But yeah, like the the another thing I I would say they learned is like a believable threat. Like mm, Gaston, yes. yeah, he's just a, a, a jerk, yeah, with a gun who wants to kill a thing, yeah, like oh, yeah, that's he a is. real threat. Yeah it's not like this existential thing it's not right. it's a jerk with a gun frollo is a is another just
1: is well is a powerful yeah. man who is threatened yeah um, and he's and s- that's
0: super believable yeah and like it's amazingly effective yeah. and he's got a great villain song mm-hmm.
1: and yeah
0: huh.
1: so I think those are those are good lessons
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think the animation in hunchback There's some of it that doesn't hold up as well, but I think in 1996 especially, this is like the coolest animation that we've seen up to this point.
0: Some of the the CG is clunky. But they...
1: The crowd people do not look as good as the Wildebeest two years earlier. Yeah. But I think... I mean, I remember the marketing at the time was like, look how many people we made in a computer. And like, look how we (laughs) randomized them. They were so excited. So like... That's fine.
0: Yeah, and it's it's it and I I'll say Prince of Egypt um does a much better job.
1: It's three years later, though, as well. It's three
0: years later, but also you know, they talk about it in the behind the scenes. They have the C G people and they put hand animated people in front of them. Yeah. So that it's like you don't notice as much the CG people because they're in the back.
1: Yeah. Hunchback right? does that too. Like Hunchback Feast of Fools. That. Yeah. Feast of Fools has hand drawn in the front. But there's
0: there's sometimes in Hunchback yes. where like if you threw something in f- a little bit in front or of the like shot. Or like change the
1: lighting or something. It might not be as bad. Yeah. But
0: again, you're right. Three years later, technology yeah. was rapidly changing at yeah. this time. So,
1: yeah. Um, and it's probably easy. I feel like, the wildebeest must have had hand drawn skins. Uh,
0: prob-
1: the, or like Probably. like the painting but was, also they're wildebeest. they don't have faces, they yeah, don't if have if you
0: show me three wildebeests repeated a hundred times, right. it it just looks like a hundred right. wildebeests. It's
1: it's a better hiding of the technology. People than are
0: way harder to people
1: do. are way harder. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um lessons that uh were learned for Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting because DreamWorks didn't really have much before that.
2: Everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, but cats. you know, Katzenberg came from Disney. Yeah. Spielberg came from being Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and I think a lot of the lessons it learned were like from film. Yes. And
1: from live action possibly film. Possibly yeah.
0: from Steven Spielberg. Yes. Like uh, having characters um, connect in ways besides like verbally, like right. having the touch there. Um, right. Some of the shots, like I, 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 as I was w- watching the movie, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Our main character is super tiny in the frame, mm-hmm. and this shot is from like a crane a mile away. Yeah, and it's amazing because yeah. like we're seeing how isolated this character yeah. is, or like a character like um, like uh, the the thing in the behind the scenes where Stevens like when he pulls away from Ramsey's, Or when when Ramses pulls away from Moses, he should also, like, pull into the shadows. Yeah. Like, have him be in shadow there, and it's like he's pulling away from the light. And, like, all this visual storytelling that I feel like is in Hunchback Mm -hmm. in some places uh, and is in other movies in some places, but I think it really, like, the visual storytelling, the... um, Uh, there's a YouTube channel I like called Every Frame a Painting Mm. but it's like every frame of Prince of Egypt is a painting that tells you a story yes and that's like that's that's Spielberg that's Mm -hmm. you know Lawrence of Arabia that's like film and I feel like rather than pulling from the history of animation I feel like this movie pulls from the history of film and uses animation as the
1: means Yeah.
0: yeah
1: I agree uh because Hunchback has some beautiful shots as well, but it's oh, not yeah. as thorough. No. Um, yeah, they're they're pulling from animation. Yeah, that is they're pulling, they're pulling from.
0: from the history of animation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to see those two different approaches.
1: Yeah. And there are... I don't know if the Prince of Egypt has any wrong lessons that it learned. but uh, Yeah, like I somehow mean, they cast of...
0: Martin Short and it wasn't horrible. That's impressive. That was lucky. <laughs> that, was, that was lucky. That's more lucky. Maybe it's like when you have... Maybe they learned that you need to put Steve Martin in a room with him to, to like, yeah. snap him down a little bit.
1: And, like, not give him any explicit jokes. Like, yeah. just let him... Yeah. I mean, Hunchback... We, I mean, we've covered this in the last mm-hmm. hour. Like, the I think the comedy and the joke and the tone... Yeah. Um, they learned incorrectly. Yeah. So much of this just comes from misunderstanding Robin Williams' performance. Everything... Like, yeah. everything that Disney has done wrong... And DreamWorks has done wrong comes from misunderstanding Robin Williams' performance yeah. in Aladdin.
0: I think it's, I think it's really, I, I think that's a, a huge thing for animation is this one beautiful, amazing thing happened. Yeah. And then we keep trying to recreate it and just no. uh, let it be its own thing.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, so the comedy. Like, I can see what they were trying to do with the gargoyles. We're
0: talking about wrong lessons. So wrong lessons, right? okay. yeah.
1: There are three of them. Yeah. That often works, not always. Yeah, <laughs> they are all different colors. They have different silhouettes. Like mm-hmm. these are there's a good design.
2: Yeah,
1: in terms of visual, in terms of story, they all have different personalities. But it's just the writing is is hacky. Yeah, like and I feel like this is more perhaps more of a 90, 1996 problem than a. Bad writing problem. Yeah,
0: that that could be true.
1: There's a little bit of like, we want to be of the time. Yeah. So there's like like I feel like any time Jason Alexander says hey, which is like ten times in the movie, that's mm-hmm. like a ninety six thing. It's,
0: it's yeah, it's a it's a real like in your face yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, very like Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot of like Sega like the sort of thing. Yeah,
1: the gargoyles literally raising eyebrows a lot. Oh. There's a lot of raised eyebrows.
0: It's, it's, I mean, it, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. four uh-huh. four 496, that was the version of like every movie having the really, this yeah. is happening <laughs> joke. Yeah, uh, really? now, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the, uh, that, yeah, it's a 96 problem, but it's a restraint problem. Yeah, it's a, I think this,
1: the hunchbacks problem are restraint, yeah, or, some version of restraint, mm-hmm. like a restraint, or you could have given more here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think reliance on the music is also a wrong lesson learned, that the music has worked so well up to this point, so yeah. we'll put all of our big moments in songs
0: as yeah. opposed
1: to anywhere else.
0: Yeah, they didn't let any moments happen without a song. Yeah, Like, Mufasa's death doesn't need a song. It can just be Mufasa's score. death.
1: and, and the right. score is very powerful there, right. but... Yeah. You don't need a song for it. Yeah. There's a, there's probably like a line or two. I mean, the made of stone line is not in a song.
0: No, that's, that's a strong line. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, uh, lessons learned incorrectly in, um, uh, Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, the lesson that somehow computer animation of, a Object on water looks good. <laughs> I don't know. It looked it looked terrible in Pocahontas. It looks terrible in this movie. You're talking about the basket. I'm talking in the about the basket in the first scene. Yeah. It looks so bad. It's the only and
1: thing in the frame that's computer animated. In yeah. general, I think I think computer animation in this film is used for like we we can't do th- it's it's dumb to do this in hand drawn like for, mainly, there are a thousand locusts. Yeah. We're not going to draw these. It's are mainly you for
0: special effects. Yeah. And so when it's not, it's a little... Right. Like, for the chariots, I think it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. But, like, I, I guess it's, like, maybe that water is organic, kind of. And, yeah, the and water... so something on water...
1: And the water only looks okay, I feel like. No. It, it's, it looks fine on its own, but then when something interacts with it, like the, um, the Red Sea parting, like, it's a cool effect, but, like, that's not how water... Works. I don't. I mean, I know it's a miracle, but like
0: <laughs> this is this is an interesting nitpick I haven't heard so, before.
1: So here's the thing: like the, when those waves, the way they do it is they split the water, and then they have like the displaced water move up, yeah, and like create more violent waves and it's on like the surface, constantly streaming up. Yeah, like and I feel like it's like there's air blowing. The upwards. tips of that don't look as. I mean again it's ninety nine they yeah. didn't like Nemo in two thousand three is the first one to kind of do water well, and even that kind of looks weird now
0: yeah i, I and it's yeah.
1: it's probably more of a product of like I've seen Moana, and those waves look cool
0: yeah so that's fair for me,
1: there's like little things that are just like oh right, nineteen ninety nine yeah. like Oh, right. Um, this technology is 20 years old. But
0: Tell you what, though. When there's that lightning strike and you see the, you whale, see the whale in the water.
1: Oh, my gosh. Whew. That's cool. Oh, it's cool. Yeah.
0: It's such a cool. And it really gives you like the scale. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yeah. When they're walking through the Dead Sea, you can see like silhouettes of the fish in the water, but you don't see the... F- oh, it's so... It's so amazing. Effective.
0: Yeah, I, if you have not seen this movie, go watch this movie right like, now.
1: Like we want to watch it again. Yeah, like we watched it a week ago. We're like, when when is the soonest we can watch this yeah, again and is, not be crazy? When does people? season
0: wait? When does season two start? When, when does, can we watch this again?
1: <laughs> so, what is most interesting to me? Yes, is lessons learned after these movies well, yeah. actually. So, so I know the next 3 Disney movies yeah. after Hunchback. I'm yeah. going to quickly look up the next 3 Dreamworks Ooh. after Prince of Egypt. Do you know the next 3 Disney's? Uh no. Okay. So the Wait, next can,
0: Okay. Can we just get the get just get the thing out of the way?
1: Well well hold on. So the next 3 Disney movies yeah. after The Hunchback of Notre Dame
0: are uh, Hercules. Are
1: Hercules? Uh, I think you mean Jercules. I do mean Jerkyles. Boom. Um,
0: so it's Jercules, uh, Mulan. Tarzan?
1: Mulan and Tarzan. Mulan and Tarzan. Yes. Yeah. So DreamWorks. Yeah. Their first film is
0: Antz. Um,
1: they've got the Prince of Egypt. Yep. And their next three films yeah. are the Road to El Dorado.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Chicken Run. Which kind of doesn't count because it's the guy who is already doing... Yeah, it's, it's the Wallace and Gromit guy, right? Yeah,
0: they're not really involved yeah. too much.
1: Uh, and Shrek. Uh-huh. And then Spirit Stallion of the Cinnamon Cine- Cimarron.
0: Yes. Uh, we've met a goat named Cinnamon. That goat was great.
1: Yeah, that goat was great. No. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Dick, are any of those movies screaming out to you as masterpieces?
0: yes. Yes, um <laughs> the Oscar worthy uh movie about farts uh, Shrek. Uh somehow they went from making like we haven't I, I thought that I, movie have you seen was Road better. To I have not. I that movie is a constant meme. Is like, it? there's a there's a uh, uh this this why not both? Okay. Like it's a it's like a meme I see all the time. I'm okay. really excited to watch Road to El Dorado. It looks yeah. okay. Shrek, they went from this to Shrek to Shrek, which I understand. A lot of people love Shrek. I hate Shrek.
1: I I thought I loved. I I am going to hold fast. To the idea that a lot of people haven't seen it recently. Yeah. Because I think even up to like a couple years ago, I don't remember the last time I saw Shrek before watching it for this podcast, like within the last six months. But I feel like I watched Shrek several years after it had been released and being like, yes, this is still very funny. Mm -hmm. The last time I didn't laugh at all.
0: Shrek uses music incorrectly. Yeah. It doesn't develop characters well. It doesn't use CG well. No. Everything looks like butt. Yeah. It it doesn't use, it doesn't cast uh, actors correctly. No. It doesn't have moments. Every lesson learned from making Prince of Egypt, which should have won an Oscar. Yeah. Which should have like this is the movie you start an animated Oscar for.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: All of those lessons. From this movie, they were like, "Oh, this didn't get us an Oscar. Let's do the exact opposite."
1: So that's the thing. And then they got
0: a category. Neither of these
1: movies did particularly well by industry standards. Right. I think Prince of Egypt maybe like came off a little bit better because DreamWorks didn't really have a you know a metric to go by. They're like, "Well, we're not Disney, so we're not going to do as well." Yeah. I don't know what the box offices were. I know Hunchback grossed like a third of Lion King, which like it's not fair to compare anything to Lion King, but it but did it did, do, it it didn't did didn't more poorly than Pocahontas the year before.
0: Well, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know. um, so I think what happened was for what mm-hmm?
0: Prince of Egypt uh, budget seventy million box office two ten. That's good. Yeah. It did well. It did But I do, think it
1: didn't get the attention and so one of the things
0: It definitely didn't get the attention.
1: It didn't get the attention. One of the things and we saw this in the special features where they're like, We don't need a movie that you're gonna market off of. Like mm. we don't have the is that was that in the special features that Probably. like weren't like no one's gonna be buying Moses toys. I
0: mean, yeah, they didn't make This is not a toy movie. Yeah, this is not a toy movie. movie. You're not going to
1: buy like the Burning Bush. Yeah, like what would the Happy Meals be? Like the Burning Bush and the
0: the Locust. So, so even though, like, like, I don't know, Hunchback probably made a little bit more than this. Yes. But as far as like a line of revenue, you got your Quasimodo toys, your Esmeralda toys, your Jolly toys, you got your Happy Meal toys. Yeah. You got dresses and, and stuff like that. Like, this movie made way more money than Prince of Egypt off of merchandise
1: so yeah their box office was 325 325 yeah. so
0: like more but not what was the budget on that uh,
1: yeah. I don't have those numbers um
0: but like so even though like similar budget box was 70 office, million also so yeah yeah so it made it, it, it should make more money it's got the Disney name behind yeah. it more people are gonna see it but like they made so much money based off of all of the things that they could make. Related to this movie.
1: But also, the marketing screwed them over.
0: Yes. Because
1: the wrong, they got the wrong audiences in the door.
0: Do, do you mean because the previews were like, hey, here's clips from Feast of Fools and not uh, that was the it. murder?
1: Yeah. So I I found once upon a time <laughs> on YouTube the directors, um, Kirk Rise and Gary Trousdale or Trisdale,
2: Trisdale. um
1: talking about. It was, it was like an animator's podcast or something. Mm. So And I think they had stopped working for Disney at that point. Yeah. So they were a little bit more forthcoming about like, uh-huh. hi, we got screwed over on this movie. <laughs> um, but it shows clips to like the main, you're right. The main marketing was like, stuff that Burger King could use right yeah. like they're like Feast of Fools Gargoyles that was kind of it yeah and they're like this is not a movie about the Feast of Fools or the Gargoyles no. this is this has more serious themes and we want you know and like we want the audience to know that but it was not marketed as such so not only did you not get people in the door who might have seen it kind of like you were attracted to Prince of Egypt for like this movie like has some really epic animation and some really Amazing songs you and could, score. You could
0: put together a Hunchback trailer. Yeah. that a sixteen-year-old me would yeah. have gone, or I guess whatever it was. One. Yeah, uh, I would have. I would have been in the theater. Day yeah, one. You could have put together a trailer that I would have been there for. Yeah, but
1: so not only did you miss that would have lost a viewers lot of, like that. Yeah, but you also like got families in there that halfway through. Or, Five minutes in, when there's a murder and then an
0: on screen murder, a near
1: infanticide, um, go wait, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he almost drops a baby in a well. Like,
1: hellfire, I think, did not go over well in a lot of communities. Uh,
0: Esmeralda in general, yeah, Esmeralda in general, very very sexy dance, mm -hmm. uh, for a Disney movie. I
1: mean, it it implies seduction and like lust, and she,
0: she seduces yeah. Frollo. She
1: dances, like when kind he's singing of. Hellfire, a vision of her in the flames appears and she's doing her she sexy dance. she
0: seduce Frollo. Frollo, Frollo uh, becomes obsessed with becomes her. Becomes obsessed. Yeah. That's not on Esmeralda. No, that's, that's not on her. That was not fair of me to say.
1: No, no, no. But, yeah. So, I'm sure you did not get the repeat mm-hmm. box <laughs> office, right? Like Lion yeah. King, I know we saw three times in the theater. We're, we're
0: not taking a four-year-old to go see Hunchback yeah. again.
1: And our, like, by the time Hunchback came out, my brother and I are both a little older, right. so I think we saw it still twice sure. in the theaters. But yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of families who saw it once and like, like oh,
0: what the hell was this? That? Was not what
1: we thought it was going yeah. to be. Um, it probably should have had a PG rating. I think it did. No, it did not. Nah. It was G. There, yeah,
0: there's no way that's true. Uh, Hellfire had a PG rating. I know,
1: and I feel like the word damnation is in there. I
0: believe you, and I'm looking it up.
1: It's yeah. It because should have had a PG if for nothing else just to be like, "Hey, this is a slightly different kind of movie."
0: How is it G rated? It's G
1: rated, and Moana is PG. Moana's
0: PG. Yeah. There
1: Yeah. I, d- I don't know what to tell you.
0: That is weird.
1: Yeah. Um Wow. Okay. So it was just They didn't know what to do with it. And I think what you said before about the, you know, when someone's trying to talk about an uncomfortable subject and is making jokes, I feel like that's a good, uh, that's good imagery for the entire handling of Hunchback by the Disney studio. Yeah. They knew they had something more serious, but were afraid of the conversation, right? Afraid of like putting that into the public and saying, hi, we're Disney and we're putting out this kind of movie. Yeah. So not only are they like adding weird jokes for the gargoyles and Phoebus and all that, but they're marketing it in that kind of interrupting the seriousness kind of way too. I
0: I just want to come back to this real quick. Mm -hmm. Prince of Egypt, Mm -hmm. um, which has like off screen and implied death.
1: It has on screen. Moses sends that guy on the scaffolds to his death.
0: You don't see that guy hit the ground.
1: I mean, that's a Spielberg. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's an
0: off screen yes. death. You know, you see the kid holding the pot, he goes into the house, Yeah. the pot drops. Yeah. Um, like those those guys get covered by water, yeah. but it's not like that's a PG movie. Is Prince of Egypt PG? That's PG. Okay. Hunchback, which starts with a murder on screen. But
1: I but I do think it's the same. I think you don't see her
0: you see make her, impact yes, with the
1: concrete. You do Is that true?
0: that's why I was so shocked.
1: Okay. There's no blood.
0: There's no blood. Uh, yeah, that should be a PG movie. Yeah. That would have cost them like a hundred million dollars, but it should be a PG movie.
1: But it could have been made up for. It could have. Right? Or you're like, oh, Disney's making a PG movie. I mean like that interests yeah. teens, right? Yeah. Like
0: Yeah. And, and I think Gargoyle. Prince of
1: Egypt wasn't afraid to push into that darkness. And I think there's a little bit of like there's no framework yeah. for DreamWorks to kind of like Disney has this reputation. DreamWorks doesn't. Yeah, I think it also helps that they're doing a Bible story, so I think that y- even though right you associate Bible you, with maybe a more conservative kids. crowd, like a
0: Christian will take their kids.
1: But like there is violence in the Bible, there yeah. is murder, and so there's a little bit more justification
0: oh, for yeah, it, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we're just trying to get the story right. So like we're telling the story of this. There's going to be murder.
0: Like yeah, there's there's, Hunchback a, has a little there's a bit plague less... that kills every yeah. firstborn child. We kind of have to put kinda that in. We kind of have to there.
1: show it. Sorry, it's in the Bible.
0: Kate, uh, let me let me ask you this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you ready for a final cut? I think I am. I think it's time.
1: I think it's time. Let's
0: wrap this thing up. Let's but, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, some final cut. Categories. The first one, I believe, is our scene shout out. Scene shout-outs. Hey, Kate, would you like to shout-out a scene from The Honchement de Neu Cologne?
1: Oui. <laughs> uh, I sure would. Yeah. This, so, Quasimodo's at the Feast of Fools. Mm-hmm. He's out for the first time in his life. Um, and he is afraid, like, I think, this this is a scene that does Qu- Quasimodo some justice in terms of character development yeah. outside of a song. Um, he's, like, fumbling around. He's not really sure what he's doing there, and he gets wrapped up into this um, King of Fools contest, um, in part because Esmeralda thinks he's wearing a mask. Uh, the It's revealed that he's not wearing a mask, and so there's, like, this kind of danger moment where, like, he's revealed as, like, Someone who looks different. Yeah. And then Klopan swings it around. He's like, great. So we found our king of fools. You asked for a king of fools. and
0: We got one. Let's even go. Even though
1: it's a weird title, like all of a sudden Quasimodo has a crown on his head and he's lifted onto the backs the people of people. are celebrating he's him. He's celebrating him. And he's like, he, he cries a tear because mm-hmm. he's so happy and it makes me cry. And then... He he's on this uh, stage part, and then a guard um, who works for Frollo likes, yep. like like
0: uh, kind of incites a riot.
1: Yeah, basically, like he throws. He's like ah, take this. The bell ringer yep. throws a tomato at him, and then all of a sudden, this mob mentality takes over, and it's not just the guards, but it's the crowd, and they're throwing fruit at him, and yep. it's but like he's getting pummeled, and his like. Clothing start, well, so he gets like ropes yeah. on him and then he gets put on this like turntable and then he starts getting like whipped by ropes and his clothes tear because he's trying to, and oh my God, I, I cry every Aww. time. I cry every time because this scene, like, and then Esmeralda puts a stop to it, but Frollo won't, like Frollo says, no, let it continue a little bit longer. He needs to learn a lesson and he's calling yeah. out, master, master. And it's just the the flip of that scene yeah. is so effectively done, and uh, I cried the when we saw it on stage too. It's the same scene. It's very similar. It to a lesser extent, but it's similar to the "You Got to Wake Up, Dad." Where like I can't not, I can't not tear up. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I just it's animated well. It's paced really well. Hmm. But like the action never stops. It's the same energy, but it just shows really well how a mob can flip from praise to scorn. This it, kind yeah. It's, yeah, it's very powerful to me. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Do you have a scene shout out?
0: For Hunchback? Uh, absolutely, I do. And <laughs> well, I'm going to call this out. It's not a scene, uh, so I hope that's okay. Mm. But um, one of the things that I, I really love in Hunchback is anytime. That and and it's it's very strong at the beginning and, and it goes in and out. Anytime uh, uh, Quasimodo is playing with his mm, scape. yeah. But there's a, a scene at the beginning where he's like, "Oh, I want to go to the Feast of Fools. Oh, I can't." And he puts he's got he's got like all his like little he's got carvings of all the people in the town or several of the people in the town. He's got carvings of the cities that he's made, and he puts his head down like depressed Mm -hmm. but his head is down at street level yeah and he's kind of like his model yeah yeah he's kind of in the street Mm -hmm. and i think i think we're supposed to see that he's like maybe pretending a little bit like maybe he's like oh when i get really upset i put my head down here and the people Mm -hmm. are at my eye level and the buildings are above me and Mm -hmm. it's like i'm down there Mm -hmm. and so every time after that that he interacts with his city um it's really I think it's really powerful um I think like later it's a little bit too called out where' like oh, is this Esmeralda ha, da, 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 da. yeah um but I think it it's her. I think it's a really really nice little thing that they put in that they could have not put that in, yeah, and it, the movie still would have been there, yeah. but I think that just gives like like an emotional um uh, base to the movie that wouldn't have been there otherwise yeah.
1: I'm glad you called that out. Yes. It is a nice device, and I forget yeah. that it's there. Yeah, it's nice. Oh.
0: Cool. Uh, what about uh, the the Prince of Egypt?
1: Oh man, I <laughs> there are so many Everything. good scenes. There's a um, you, you go first. No, because oh, I want to call out a scene, but it's not my favorite scene. Oh, well, go for it. Okay,
0: that's okay.
1: So I have a scene and a half. Okay. Um. One thing I think is really cool, and it could go really poorly, and I think doesn't, is Moses has a vision at some point. I think it's right after he meets his real sister, um, and he's, like, stumbling through the hallways, um, or maybe it's, like, after All I Ever Wanted, uh, that he has a dream in... um, like hieroglyphic paintings. <laughs> and it's like mm. it's those drawings on mm-hmm. the wall like more two di- like literally two dimensional yeah. that are kind of acting out some foreshadows of the plagues to come. It's like all these Egyptians chasing and he's running away from them and then babies drop into the water and but it's all in this like hieroglyphic form. It's it looks like drawings on the wall that's the yeah. style. And it's a different style than the rest of the movie uses. And the movie does not use any additional style. So it's not like, oh, some scenes the movie uses a different animation style. It's that only that scene. And I think it is really effective in a way that, like, you know, they they try to do in the Maui scene. And I don't think, I think it comes off more cheesy. Like, it looks kind of cool, but I don't like it as much as no. this scene. Because I think it's really hard to do. It's it's, hard to change animation styles, and I think it's effectively done here.
0: I I also really like the way that um, these 2D characters are moving around a 3D space. Yes. Like, it's really... Yeah, they're
1: moving, like, around the corner of a wall. It's really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. It's well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other moment, and this is the moment that makes me cry in Prince of Egypt, is there's, like, a uh, in When You Believe, the song, When They're Exiting Mm. Egypt... um, it's the main chorus and then it breaks down into a child and it's like an actual hebrew prayer and then the kids dance and it gets a little bit more up tempo and then it swells into this key change in the chorus and there can be miracle it's the peak of the song and the camera angle zooms out and you see all of these people flooding like i'm tearing up now and i tear up on the soundtrack too, when I listen to that moment, because I can hear it. Like yeah. I can, I can you see, can see it. it. That's what I meant. Yeah, I can see it when I'm listening. I hope
0: you can hear it. I, yes. Otherwise, I don't know why you're listening. One to of the it.
1: reasons I like the soundtrack. So I can hear it. <laughs> anyway, so scene and a half. Shout nice. out.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like I've called out a lot of my favorite scenes in this movie already, um, because just the brilliant like camera work or. I guess mm-hmm. it's not a, cam- you know what I mean though. Mm-hmm. Like the, the camera work of the, 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 shot composition. Um, we already talked about the, the little girl and the old woman that like come back. Um, so I just want to, uh, uh, call out the chariot race at the beginning. Mm. Uh, I, we talked about it a little bit already, but like that, that scene, like, I feel like just the, 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 the building of the relationship between Moses and Ramesses, uh, by having the race, we learn one: they're competitive um, because they are like it's not a real race. They're not like racing right. for a thing. They're just racing because it's they a like. thing
1: we decided to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. they like competing with each other. Mm-hmm. We see by them joking around that they're they're friends. They, they love each other. They care about each other, but they are competitive. And then when they like. Accidentally, kind of destroy the city. Yes, we see that like, like sometimes their antics get them into trouble.
1: And but they're, they're
0: not—they're like, well intentioned, and they're not like—they're not necessarily—they're not willfully destructive, but they're kind of destructive.
1: And the, I mean, they're heirs to a throne, right? And it shows mm-hmm. that they're not ready—they're not to ready. take over and anything, they're, and they're
0: very privileged,
1: right? right. Um
0: and I think like a scene that is like oh, it's just an action scene, like yeah, the fact that it is telling us so much yeah. about the characters shows the care that went into every piece of this movie. And it's probably because it was DreamWorks' second movie. It's probably because Steven Spielberg was involved in the storyboarding. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of things. It's probably because they were putting a lot of money into this. Like, 70000000 million isn't much for Disney, but when you're a new company, $70 million and getting, you know, Val Kilmer, Danny Glover,
1: yeah. uh,
0: Ray Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Sandra Bullock. Sandra
0: Bullock, Stokes.
1: Jeff Goldblum. Jeff we Goldblum didn't mention yet. as
0: kind of a minor character. He's
1: Jeff Goldblum. He's Jeff like, Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum. It's great. He's
0: great in it. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, not a giant character. No. He's got maybe 10 lines in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you've got all this star power. You're putting all this behind it. You're going to really care about it. Mm-hmm. But like you can tell there's not a wasted scene. No. There's not a scene where it's like, well, why is this in here? Like every scene you're learning something. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose to it. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I think that scene is fun and funny, mm-hmm. but there's more to it than just like, Hey, we're telling jokes. It's, you're learning about these characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Shouted out.
1: Shouted. All right. I've got an MVP.
0: Ooh, you have an a MVP of these movies.
1: Most Valuable Prince of Fools. Phoebus.
0: I, here's. Um, wait, can I.
1: Yeah. Cool. You can go first.
0: Uh, no, I was oh. just going to uh, ask if it was someone that maybe is one of Tony, but we haven't heard of them.
1: So. <laughs> my my throwaway answer is yeah. all caps. Steven Schwartz. I,
0: that doesn't need to be a throwaway. But I answer. feel
1: like we've talked about his contributions. That's I fair. feel like we've already shouted him out. So who I want to um, shout out in these movies because we we did not get a chance to talk about this is um, strong female leads of color because that's all we have in these movies, right. which is neat. Yeah. They are played by a white women. Let's we can ignore that for now.
0: They're not all sung by white women.
1: Uh, they're not all sung by white women. I don't know who plays Zipporah and Miriam in singing voices, but certainly Moses's mother is an Israeli singer. So that's something. That's that's one.
0: That's something.
1: Uh, I think, uh, and yeah, I think Esmeralda is the Renaissance's strongest female character. Yeah, I think. Pocahontas is is in there. Her it, there's a lot of problems with her movie and with her character. But watching it again, Pocahontas does have flaw. Like she has impulsiveness and sure. and she makes choices. A little mischief. A little, yeah. But Esmeralda um, would have been an easy character to just paint as like the uh, you know uh, gypsy using that word as yeah. in the. Yeah, yeah, movies context um, of like uh, sensual and that's all she is.
0: It's like sensual and exotic and a thief.
1: But something. I think there's right. a reason that the um, that I've seen multiple times in the past couple years, uh, uh, one of those like meme shots where it's Frollo silence Esmeralda justice. Yeah. <laughs> because um, that's a lot of what's going on in the past two years I, in uh, politics of the United uh, States and I think you
0: I think you're gonna date this episode if you say <laughs> that there's injustice in the world when it's happening and it's
1: a powerful white man versus a I mean that could only be one specific color. time uh, <laughs> only one specific time in the American history but yeah um yeah. she is, I mean she is an activist and it, she is not of means mm-hmm. she doesn't have a um a platform for a large voice but she makes herself heard mm-hmm. and she is athletic she can get herself out of a out of trouble she she's is like she's
0: super clever like uh, uh mm-hmm. she has that like disguise where she sticks her goats beard yeah. out so she yeah. looks like an old man
1: she but she doesn't always have the answer like she doesn't know to claim sanctuary when yeah. she's in the sanctuary she's just trying to escape and and Phoebus does that for her but She's really concerned about the welfare of her people, and it's a through line. It's not just in the song, which is a great song. God Help the Outcast should be a a bigger part of the Disney songbook than it is. I feel like it's gotten some more love in recent years, but so good. Uh, And she, yeah, she carves her own path. She has a lot of agency. She gets our male characters out of several binds. Yeah. Um,
0: but. I mean, she, she is the catalyst for much of this movie. Yeah. Quasimodo like comes down to the feast of fools. He might've just gone up. Yeah. Like back up if it wasn't for Esmeralda. Yeah. She, he might've just mm-hmm. kept obeying Frollo if it wasn't for Esmeralda. She is the one making things happen. Mm-hmm. And like we, we talked about a little bit earlier, Quasimodo is the typical Disney princess. He, yeah. He's locked in a tower. The action
1: is happening at him.
0: Th- yeah. things ha- And like at the end, he has a little bit of agency, but he has a knight with him. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, Esmeralda is a more fleshed out character, but I mm-hmm. think Zipporah and Miriam, um, Moses's eventual wife and sister, are... I, I was surprised with the well-roundedness of their portrayal in this yeah. movie. Where, like they don't have giant parts. I mean, but the,
0: the Bible is
1: the, yeah, the Bible is a little
0: is male-centric,
1: not as female-centric. I don't as know if you've heard you about might this. Hope. Yeah. Um, but like Zipporah challenges Moses yeah. to like, and she supports him, and she is like gets him like she is more. Uh, she has more agency, or like yeah. she exercises more agency than he is used to exercising within his environment. Um, and Miriam, too, is like challenging him. Like, no, you are a Hebrew. Yeah. Fight for us. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think those characters have some, some good um, meaty parts.
0: Nice. I, ju- I want to I do like a, a mini scene shout out, because I just remembered oh, a yeah. thing. One of the things I love, and I feel like this was some restraint, is after the burning bush, when Moses uh, goes to talk to Zipporah. Yeah. And say like, hey, I just met God. Yeah. Uh, that is done with music over it, and you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah,
1: you see them having a conversation, but you don't hear Because it.
0: that conversation would be weird and yes. hard to write. Yes. And, and you just see it through expression. And
1: you see them making decisions together, yeah. more, most importantly, yes. that like, He's not just like, "All right, Bernie Bush told me to do this. Let's go." So strong. No, I'm going to talk to my partner about this yeah. and like figure out what to do. Yeah. So strong. Yeah. Cool. You have cool. an MB- MVP. Sorry. Steven Schwartz. It's Steven Schwartz. Great. It's you, you know
0: what you know what <laughs> Steven Schwartz. Um, uh, but like you said, we've shouted him out a lot. I think we've shouted him out for like 20 minutes straight.
1: I'll continue to shout out Steven so, Schwartz. for I'm going to give my,
0: my MVP to Paul Candle. Mm. Uh, A man who, Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, has done one cartoon voice uh, who is the star of, like, the singing star of this movie. Yes, Um, uh, Clopin has, like, he has the intro song, Mm -hmm. he has Court of Miracles, and he has the Closer song.
1: And Feast of Fools.
0: And Feast of Fools. He has four songs. He does more
1: singing than anyone else.
0: He has four songs, and it is not, like... It is not like the Jim Cummings uh, right. <laughs> uh, Princess and the Frog, where yeah. I'm like, why does this character have songs? He's amazing from the beginning to the end.
1: I think that's one uh, narrator, the, him as a narrator and and player. Like, yeah. he's a leading player he's in this. He's a leading this. player. Um, and I think it works well. It's a yeah. good device. It's a good framing. He's
0: a tragedian. He's a mechanical. Yeah. He's that kind of like... Well, and
1: that's... Yeah, he's like telling a puppet show at the beginning. So yeah. he's got his own... Yeah. Uh, what is it called in Pippin? The Troop? The Troop. The Troop? Yeah, okay. I think so.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, the he's players. like that kind of character. Yeah. He's like a Shakespearean... But a one man like a <laughs> with Pippin-y. puppets. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, the character is great and the voice is is mm-hmm. perfect like the voice and the animation match up like if you play me that voice that is what i expect him to look mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you show me a guy that moves like that that's how i expect him to sound yeah. it's just perfectly matched mm-hmm. and uh, i can't give give uh give that enough credit
1: mm. yeah. yeah uh crossover
0: Ooh. oh boy okay Okay. Do you have one? Do you have one ready? Yeah. I I think I want Stephen Schwartz to work with Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz. Go ahead.
1: Meet Stephen Schwartz. I, 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 this is broad and obvious. I just want the creative team from Prince of Egypt to have had, I feel like Hunchback didn't get as a lot, as much care as Prince of Egypt did for a variety of reasons. I don't think it's wise and Truesdale's fault. I think there were, Many chefs in the kitchen. I think there were many expectations that they had to, like, a lot of notes. I feel like they got a lot of notes.
0: Far too many notes for my kids.
1: And it wasn't, I guess, so maybe here's what I'd like to simplify. I wish it was Steven Spielberg giving them the notes. Mm. That's, that's what, like, I want, I kind of want Spielberg and Katzenberg and Truesdale and Wise to do a movie. Maybe it doesn't have to be Hunchback.
0: But the. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. those
1: voices together, I think would produce something stronger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something stronger than stone.
1: Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That's a good addition to the new, this, the Broadway version. So thing. this is, were I made of stone?
0: This is hard. It's
1: basically no good deed, but
0: yeah, this crossover is hard because, uh, my favorite parts of these movies, uh, were both Stephen Schwartz. So I, I can't really cross that over. Um, did we did we talk about the Stephen Schwartz oeuvre? What
1: do you mean? Did like, we talk
0: about what he's done post uh, Pippin?
1: Uh, he's done a musical called Wicked.
0: We mentioned that, right? Yeah. Did we mention yeah. that, that Stephen Schwartz has done Wicked, like the biggest musical of the last like? It is. The, I mean, the, the biggest, biggest original pre Hamilton. Yeah. Of the last like twenty or thirty years. Yeah. Like, cool. Um,
1: it's a musical of its decade for sure.
0: It really is.
1: I mean, and that's it, one reason I put Stephen Schwartz in lyricist quotes for Hunchback is like there are at least four separate songs in Hunchback that when they hit the final note, you can add ah, ah, yeah. to it's, the end and it works great. Yeah. That's a very Stephen Schwartz thing.
0: Yeah. The, the, Even the, his
1: song's pre Wicked, you can do that. I,
0: with. I love Alan Mencken. He is not known for grandiose uh steven not as much yeah 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 Um, more in
1: his scores than his singing lines yeah
0: yeah yeah, exactly um so if i'm gonna do a crossover of these two movies what am i gonna do i'm gonna put uh i'm just gonna put stokes in hunchback great i i don't know he plays the serious guy. he we we get rid of the three gargoyles and we give (laughs) uh him one we, we give uh I'm, I'm crossing over from multiple places. Okay. Here's what's going to happen. All right. That's fine. We give him two gargoyles. One is Brian Stokes Mitchell. Uh-huh. Okay. Brian Stokes Mitchell is kind of a goofy, like he's kind of a oh, fun, he's smooth, the, okay. he's kind of a smooth, like a little bit Cole House Walker. Okay. Right? Like he's like, he's smooth, he's suave, he's a little bit jokey. Um, I, I, Cole House at the beginning of Ragtime, sure. not at the end. Yeah. He's not jokey.
1: Also murdering people. At all.
0: The other gargoyle uh, is Goliath from the TV show Gargoyles, uh, voiced by who? Oh, oh Facilier. Yeah, Facilier. Yeah. So uh, there we go. That's then they're crossover. both serious. No, I just said Stokes oh. is not serious. Oh, he's like smooth and goofy. Okay. He's beginning of ragtime, not end of ragtime.
1: I don't know. This sounds like a great place to add in an Ernie Cibella.
0: Third gargoyle, Ernie Sabella.
1: <laughs> As Ernie Sabella. That's his, The gargoyle's name is Ernie Sabella. Done.
2: <laughs>
1: That's my crossover. That's I'm confusing. Over, uh, there's a lot of...
0: Crossing over to uh, uh, one movie that we're talking about, uh, and a cartoon, and The Lion King.
1: I mean, Ernie Sabella is kind of everywhere. He We've just, learned this. He doesn't he, leave. He doesn't yeah.
0: leave. All right. All um, right. What do we have? Uh, is, it, right, is it time? Final, time. final cut, cut, the judgment final? Ti-
1: the, mm-hmm. Wow. That thing. Wow. So, Hunchback of Notre Dame, do you re-release special edition or vault it, burn it down with Paris?
0: Uh, I special edition this. Yeah. Um, when Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out, a lot of people, good start. Were like, "Hey, Jar Jar is the worst thing that's ever happened." Th- they were wrong. Uh, that movie's terrible. Jar Jar is just a piece of it. A piece of and the terrible. Honestly, he's not that
1: bad. It's like kind of entertaining. He's
0: got a character arc. Like he's a, a goofy loser at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then at the end, he's like a, a general. He, he he wants things. No, none of the other characters want things. He has a, a goal. You could give him an "I Want" song. Everyone else is just like, "Um, mm, Mandalorians." He sucks, but everything in that movie sucks. Uh-huh. Anyway, when that movie came out, people hated Jar Jar, and so they made fan edits that removed him uh-huh. in order to try and make the movie better. Okay. I I get rid of the I get rid of the like I I don't think we get rid of the gargoyles completely. I agree. But I think we get rid of 50% of the jokes. At least, We get rid of all of the jokes in Heaven's Light and just let that song be. Um, Oh, I should have crossed over Heaven's Light and Heaven's Eyes for no reason. Oh. That should have been my crossover.
1: Stephen Schwartz likes Uh, Heaven's things.
0: But yeah, um, I think we just cut some of the gargoyle stuff. Yeah. And I think this movie is, is... Like, it goes from, like, a B-minus to to A-minus. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my re-release, or my special edition would be similar. That, like, it's so close. I even think just taking out some sound effects would help a lot.
2: Like, Like the visual could be the same.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of boings and clonks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think if someone was, like... Here, Kate, we're gonna give you all the resources. Fix one Disney movie, right? Mm. There'd be a lot of candidates. Moana, Princess and the Frog. There'd be a lot of things that I'm like, I have ideas about this. Yeah. But Hunchback would be the I, I think the easiest. Yeah. And the one where like, no, I know I think Moana and Princess Moana and the Frog, you need like some workshopping.
0: You need a might, lot of
1: ideas coming look, at you and then s- select. I,
0: I believe you could make it better. Yeah. But like also like you do a whole rewrite and then it's like, oh, is this better or is it just different? A hunchback, or? I know what to do. Yeah, you, Hunchback you, is fixable. You
1: just rewrite the gargoyles. Yeah. They're there. They, they have the same basic function, but you make that function a little bit clearer. You can
0: even keep the animation the same. Just re- yeah, re- revoice I, them.
1: I mean some of the physical gags I think are dumb, but Fair. um one of the things that we had been like we were trying to fix the gargoyles is that there's so many different types of jokes there's like mm-hmm. puns, there's like fart jokes, there's like literal three stooges uh physical yeah. comedy, and it's just too much. You need one type
0: of one one type of comedy comedy that the
1: they do um and I'm not sure exactly what that is. I think
0: they just need a relationship. Yes. Like like you were saying with the hyenas, like I know the relationship of the hyenas. The gargoyles
1: Yeah, I don't know who's in charge. It's kind of Laverne, Laverne, but then she goes silly like like
0: the stoic guy. Yeah. But also Jason Jason Alexander Alexander might be in charge. (laughs) I don't know.
1: It's unclear. Yeah. I think a clearer structure.
0: You know what? Good singer though. I like Jason Alexander's voice. He does singer.
1: Again, he does very well what he was paid to do. Yeah. Um Yeah. So it's a it's a special edition, but it's not a hard one no. to do. No. Prince no. of Egypt, though. Re release. Re release. Yep.
0: I, I, it's, I it's great as it is. Uh cleanups of digital effects, yeah. I guess, that aren't as good.
1: But I don't I don't mind it. No. It's, especially for like, a movie of 1999, I think it's integrated yeah. as best as they could. I
0: think if you put that movie in theaters today yeah. and just tell people it's new, yeah. I I think they would enjoy it. Yeah. I think they'd be like, yes, this is a new movie I haven't seen yet. This holds up.
1: So, but my question is, yeah. like, I...
0: We fixed some of the casting.
1: Right? Like, the Maybe, Disney right? Renaissance was, like, my my thing as a child. Yeah. Why didn't I like this movie? Is there a way to make it more appealing to kids without... Or or is this just a movie that you appreciate later?
0: I, Yeah, I think it's that. Okay. I don't think it's a movie... I, yeah, I
1: don't think it's a problem, but I will say that, like, I feel like... A, well, no, I didn't like Hercules, I but... Also,
0: I also think there's an expectation as a child sure. that if you're seeing an animated movie... Sure. It is going to be a fun Disney movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... I mean, this isn't... A movie to be appreciated by kids, and that's fine.
1: Yeah, cool. I'm yeah. satisfied with that answer. Yeah.
0: Oh man, I I, I don't have a timer uh-huh. on this podcast, uh, but I think this might have been a little bit long.
1: I think so. And I mean, they're uh, great.
0: I'll tell you what, movies. I could talk about these movies for a couple more hours. Yeah. I could just keep going. Yeah. Like I know we like forced some topic changes because we needed to move on, mm-hmm. but I could keep talking about both of these. I, see them because Hunchback is Hunchback, Hunchback 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 is a really really good movie with some problems yeah but all of the stuff that's good is so good yeah every Clopon song but basically every song e- even a guy like you uh-huh. which does not necessarily fit in the movie no nope. is a great song
1: and it's animated fun it,
0: like it's it's like the um the tangled um.
1: Yeah, got a song, dream, yeah. Right,
0: but it fits there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily fit in, in this. And Prince of Egypt is, is just a, it's just it's breathtaking. If
1: nothing else, like uh, when this podcast ends, just like listen to the soundtracks. Oh. They're so good. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think both of these movies, watch, if you haven't seen them in a while. Watch
0: Brian Stokes Mitchell sing Heaven's Eyes with the Mormon Tabernacle Oh my choir. gosh, it's so good. Oh.
1: I mean, just watch mm. Brian Stokes Mitchell. We have a lot of recommendations.
0: Oh, can we also talk real quick about? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just want to. Uh huh. I want to bring up one guy. Ah. Uh, uh, and that is uh, uh, Hunch- Hunchback. The uh, not Broadway, a stage version. They did a version at do? the
1: Papermo Playhouse mm-hmm. in New Jersey, which is traditionally where Disney has workshopped a lot of its shows before going to Broadway. Yeah. They wanted Hunchback to go to Broadway didn't make it because it didn't surprise w- there are still tone problems.
0: <laughs> um, but w- one thing that was interesting is that, um, the hunchback, uh, Quasimodo, mm-hmm. uh, was deaf as he would be, and he was in the books
1: he, because he's he lives or in a like, bell tower like with the, really the loud sounds. The actor wasn't
0: deaf, but the, the character was,
1: but the was actor deaf. is an artistic director of a of Deaf West, right? Uh, Michael Arden, and, um,
0: and so I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, did he speak, um, like n- normally to the gargoyles
1: I think yeah I mean cause, so we saw a regional production of yeah. it not the paper mill oh, but yeah, it's this but was, it's the this paper was mill
0: a tiny production version. of it that we
1: saw and i and from what i understand the actor who played quasimodo just copied what michael arden did right so i think the direction is when quasimodo is speaking to other human characters Frollo, esmeralda he is um speaking in a way that that is similar to like when a deaf person speaks as opposed to uses sign language right um so and it's i think it's very effective when he's singing it's in a non-accented voice right when he's talking to the gargoyles because they're kind of him it's in a non-accented voice that makes it
0: more clear that they're imagining
1: yes agreed um Um, i kind of miss that like that might be another thing that i would do in a special edition but it might be too much i don't know you would
0: have to I i think you would have to cast a deaf actor yes i agree because I think that voice can get yeah can get problematic real or someone
1: best. who's very attached to the deaf yeah. community like Michael, yeah, Arden. like Michael Arden yeah,
0: um, but yeah, uh so that version, uh like big change there, mm-hmm. some big changes for the treatment of Esmeralda, gets I think real rough,
1: yeah, the stage musical puts her more as an object, mm-hmm. and on purpose, like yeah. The end of act one is a song called Esmeralda and it's the three male characters singing about their kind of attachment to her and yeah. cause they're all motivated by her in a different way, yeah. but it also makes her very objectified and less of her own character. So like, it problematic.
0: fixes problems and creates new yes. problems, but yes, one thing that is not a problem <laughs> is, uh, the voice of Frollo or the actor who actor, plays Frollo, yeah. uh, Patrick Page. Patrick
1: Page. Who... Uh, Rock star.
0: Yeah. If if you are uh, a Broadway uh, fan, you have probably heard about Hades Town. He plays... Uh, Hades? Yes. He plays the titular character's Ta- town owner. owner. Anyway, uh, Patrick Page is amazing, and he is amazing as Frollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to shout that yeah, out. Yeah.
1: I feel like... I mean, Tony Jay does such an amazing job Tony with him. Jay's great. And... If you're going to get someone to play him on stage that's not Tony J, great. Patrick Page. Yeah. He's the villain's guy. He's lovely baritone bass. Like, woof.
0: Just amazing voice. Amazing, like, he looks kind of like a nice guy, but he's got a villainous face. Yes. Uh, and he ordered a drink near you once.
1: He did. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah, at uh, Studio 54. Or not Studio 54. 54, 54, 54 Below. below. Uh, he had his own table uh, that the waitstaff goes to and gets your drinks for you, but... For some reason, Patrick Page orders at the bar. That's just a thing he does, because I was sitting at the bar. He came over. He ordered a drink. I thought, is this Patrick Page? And then and he when, he, like, when he left the bartender...
0: I get a whiskey sour?
1: It was kind of like that. Yeah. And then the bartender's like, Ooh, like asking another bartender, doesn't he have a staff? And she just rolls her eyes and goes, Patrick Page likes to order at the bar. Just get him what he wants. It's like, this is a thing he does here, Do we, and we don't question it because he's Patrick Page. Yep. It was great.
0: There we go. That's well, all. I, I think that's a great way to wrap <laughs> this up. Uh, Kate, thanks for a really fun episode. Thank
1: you, Dick Ward. Yeah. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening to this extra long episode. We yeah. hope uh, it was worth it.
0: And thanks for, thanks for like throwing out suggestions. Yeah. We've been getting some suggestions. We've been getting some, some
1: really good ones. Some good listens,
0: some good reviews, which always great. Uh, but, like, more more than reviewing and sharing the love, like, we love hearing these suggestions. Yeah. so I'm having a lot of fun. We've got a, uh, after this episode, we've got an episode that's... The next uh, one coming up will listener be... Listener suggested. Listener
1: suggested. So, if you would like to suggest anything or just uh, reach out and yeah. see what's happening, we are on Facebook... Cellmates, cellmates
0: podcast
1: we are on twitter
0: Sellmates podcast
1: we are on gmail
0: cellmates podcast at gmail.com
1: and we are on internet
0: cellmates www.cellmatespodcast.com there you go that's http i don't think it's https but like you're not really sending any data so it doesn't really need to be also
1: a we're on all the listening apps
0: yeah and if we're not on a app that you want to listen to a podcast on please let us know let us know um, yeah we just recently got added to stitcher uh we're uh our videos are being uploaded to youtube now or our yeah. podcast episodes are being uploaded as like video so if you want to listen on youtube you can do that uh, yeah. let us let us know where you want us we'll make it happen that's right nope yep. uh and of course you know tell other people that's right uh, kate tell your friends
1: dick tell your friends Oh.
0: Okay, I will. Uh, for Cellmates podcast, I've been Dick Ward. I've been Kate Phillips. I've been Dick Ward.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Good episode. Bye. Okay. Bye. Are you doing
1: Yeah I guess Kiss I'm from a gonna, Rose? No, I'm doing Pirates I'm
0: doing, it's, it's a Hans Zimmer track that I'm on right now. Used to be a I
1: that song is great. It's got all sorts of fun, like, modulations. You
0: remain Baby. my power, my pleasure, my pain. And did you know that when it snows, my eyes become light. And that something Archer, is unmanutained. Right? Baby. Baby, I can pay you to the, the
1: kiss, kiss of the rose on, a on, a... on a Yeah, clay. no one knows the preposition in to that you the stranger
0: <laughs> refuse, yeah. Now that your roses rose is in bloom, the light hits the room on the haze. <laughs> la, 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 la,
2: la, <laughs> la 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 la. Do do do.